0: and welcome to episode 319 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, creator of Murder Road, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And before we started the show, I actually made the statement that he's the most intelligent one of the hosts. Um, I just want to make <laughs> that clear now, I, I, was about, I was talking about Tony Esmond. But what, what, Was I joking or not? Who can say?
1: You probably were. <laughs> Fisto is with me though. So we're the fine. amount of times yes. when
0: we get to the recommendation section, Tony, and you start mentioning mentioning things, and I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking you know, like philosophy and all of this stuff, and I'm like, Fucking hell.
1: We've got a bit of an educational recommendation later.
0: Beautiful. That's what And we have
1: shown you it, haven't I? Fucking hell. Oh yes, yes. Nice yes. That? yes. 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 Yeah, yeah.
0: yes. And we also have a guest this week. Yes. Yes. One for a whole who, show. For a whole show. And one who was briefly on our epic two day sort of fest that was the Thought Bubble Show uh, last year. Um, but he's here for the whole show this time. He's a writer behind such titles as the Black Rubric, um, Professor Elemental, Countless Short Tales, and the historical fantasy action epic Brigantia. It's our pleasure to welcome Chris Mull to the show. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello, Chris Oh, yeah. So, so sensible, so, so calm and sort of, hello there. That's quite was, polite, wasn't it? Yeah, quite, yeah. very yeah. polite. And he's, in, but he's been privy to... How something. long will he last? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff that happened before the show, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Medically impossible. <laughs> and we'll maybe talk about that again later.
0: Um, but yes, we're going to, ha- we're going to talk a, a fair bit about writing this week. Um... We're gonna get. We want to get back into the sort of like the trenches of making comics and like process and stuff. And and Chris, yeah. you've done quite a few different sort of titles. Obviously, um, the successful Brigantia Kickstarter is just the ash, the sort of smoke of it is still lingering in your nostrils, no, no <laughs> doubt. Um, and congrats on that. Um, yeah, thank you. But there's lots of different sort of titles that you've done, whether it be like sort of um, historical folklore type things or sort of steampunky or or Metal as fuck comics. I've got to say that because I am a metal head. Um, So who better to talk to uh, about writing too? And we haven't talked about we've not got into the weeds of the writing process for um, a little while, have we, gents? So mm. no, be a fun it's fun. Go be a fun one. And do you know what else is fun? Comic Fisto. <laughs> no, not Fisto. Not not your introduction to the masses of the universe. Universe, <laughs> i.e., <laughs> the only action figure he will get from that line. Um, and you I'm said
1: the... to me why have you bought Fisto and I said because it makes me laugh exactly and, yeah. and then I put a picture yeah. of it on the slack and the only comment I got was from Claire Hemsworth who just wrote oh dear god <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> did he
2: appear in the uh, that new re- the Kevin Smith one yes I don't know I, I don't
1: I, I've, I've, I've started watching that
0: isn't that the one
1: that Kevin Smith seems to be crying all over the place oh,
0: about? Oh, well, if you believe the internet, it's it's, <laughs> it's either the greatest thing ever, the worst thing ever. Never believe and, it. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Okay. you are right then. To be fair, he given, does cry over a lot of stuff.
3: I mean, he Given that the original He-Man was literally just, you know, designed to sell action figures, yeah. it was never meant to be anything deep or serious or meaningful, yeah. so anyone Don't taking it and going, I th- I there's think a story the third, that has yeah, meaning, you know.
0: Yeah, I think the first episode of that, when I watched it on Netflix, because, you know, that classic, oh, my God, they've added this, and you watch it and just think, Oh my god! <laughs> and I think he had to. There was a meteor heading to a on and he had to talk it down or something like that. What? <laughs> there was some madness <laughs> like that. But oh,
1: that you know. sounds
4: all right.
0: But you know, I've never really.
1: seen it. I've never seen any of the cartoons. Oh, Tony. Yeah. Oh, stick with us, my friend. Stick with us. <laughs> I've seen the movie. I saw that at the pictures. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: No, yeah. no. No. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> d- d- right. Because that's that's not a like he man. Let's not get what? into this. Because I, I was about to get into a whole tangent then about about things, uh, but I did have the sticker album for that film. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but speaking speaking <laughs> of things that don't upset you, our lovely sponsors, Comic House, um, they help support this show. They probably listen to this advert and wonder at what point we're either going to start it, it stop it, it, or go off the rails. But. While they're doing that, they they are the indie comic marketplace with a difference. We love them. They love co- indie comics as much as we do, and you love Fisto the loves them. Is, is just, you should, oh, you should get a T shirt with that on. Uh, <laughs> and if you go to ComicGuys there's a huge selection of titles on their database. For those who self publish, you can list your um, books on there and start. It's another avenue to start selling your uh, print copies straight away, as well as you know all the other avenues you got. But they also have a digital app, which is brilliant. We love it. Um, it's like £3 a month you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics Um, this week's guest has a couple of things on there as well as um, some of our past guests and even us, would you believe it Um,
1: (laughs) 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 uh, and the stuff we had (laughs) stop laughing Tony (laughs) there's I love the fact that being I mean, sorry, Chris, you're not in the WhatsApp group, and I will Stop tell you trying afterwards. To put but me off.
0: Why the, are you just the, why are they sending we both pictures send the of same fisto? In
1: different ways in the last minute. They're
0: just fucking,
1: <laughs> I tell you what, they're encouraging you. I'm
0: going to ban fisto chat on this show. <laughs> okay. I tell you what, when I woke up this morning, I didn't think that was a sentence I was going to say. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. And thank God you can't see things like that in Comic House. But what kind of uh, titles have they got on there at the moment, Dan?
2: we've got a uh, bloop in the pigeon pandemic issue one, uh, realm of ours, logical collections, volume five, Roger Corman presents the Desport games. Issue one, two, four. We've got Puno Altiplano volume two, issue two. Uh, we've got sketchbook Two: the awesome drink and draw Friday, uh, February, 2021 to July, 2021 from uh, our friend JWC. Hey. Hey. Good stuff. That's
1: and the second one, isn't it? I think mm. yes. Yeah, that's good.
2: And yeah, there's a comic here, the spirit of Enki that's published in the UK. Uh, Oh, Inky, yeah. yeah. So that looks interesting. It's, it's a long story synopsis, and I don't think uh, the audience who yeah. got the attention span to stick four. with that.
0: What yeah. are we talking about? We're like a two and a half hour show.
1: I yeah, know, but like, shout boobs, aren't they? That's all they're interested in. Oh God, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. check out the spirit of Enki issue two, and I presume issue one's on there as well. Yes, yeah. and you can find all of that and more if you go to... and to start a fourteen day free trial dive headfirst into all those comics and more you can go to comichouse.com um yes do we um dan you did well read, done you, you well thank you um I, I shouldn't be congratulated
1: for making it through our <laughs> sponsorship ad if i <laughs> i desperately tried to put you off by texting you and saying things i know as did, as did but dan, I, don't, but I, don't, I try not well to
0: check my phone while we're doing this show because i trying yeah. to you know there's some kind of professionalism. It's not that thing, is
1: it, in Anchorman, where they keep putting extra words and full stops in the wrong place. It's a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But more you just, you just I will
3: just read, read out whatever they put on the card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. me. That's me.
0: <laughs> 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 Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Um... <laughs> Don't call me San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There
1: must be a character called that. Yeah. Or, or, or Sam,
0: Sam Diego surely it's surely said yeah.
1: it. that sounds like a sort of the comic a character would appear Comic-Con in the background in, uh, yeah. in viper or something like that yeah yeah Sam oh. diego here he comes oh yeah.
0: god yeah yeah. And Hell yeah like chris says there's a comic con time so maybe there's a comic convention and viper bumps in and there's a guy called sam diego who's who's like a he's got to be some sort of pulpy um sort of detective maybe wears Hawaiian shirts like a
1: gumshoe um, like a yeah. gumshoe
0: but like ma- like magnum Oh Dan, you need to put magnet. Perhaps in he's one.
2: been hired to track down who the identity of Viper. Yeah. Oh my yeah, yeah.
0: God. Sam, fun, Sam fun Diego
3: fact, fact yeah. This is how <laughs> writing comics works. You just sit around and yeah, yeah, shit. He's, shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sam Diego was the original name for Rockford in the Rockford Files. Do you know that? No. Are you, being, are you,
0: you being serious?
1: No, I made up. That's loud nonsense.
0: Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: But, I did have a uh, a question about writing, didn't I? Shall I save that, Vince?
1: Oh yeah, I got that big question. Aren't we yeah.
0: Well, well, we're about to start talking about writing. Yeah, yeah, writing. <laughs> now, obviously. Now, I mean, I mean, the fact that you asked me, Dan, like I have any kind of plan or structure or hold over this show from week to week, I think is adorable. Thank you for asking, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's going kind of right. Um, but yeah, yes we get back into the the trenches of making comics and um we're gonna talk a bit about process and writing and, and th- therefore also talking about the great work that chris has been doing um but to start us off to get us warmed up dan you had an interesting question that you mentioned just before we started recording i think let's just kick because this could be a little bit of a Oh, what's a blue paper topic in some? Yeah, sort get of us way. going. This is a good one. Yeah, get us okay, going. I, I guess think. we can all yeah. all go around and uh, take yeah. our turns. And yeah. answer yeah. So so our... guess first. Guess first.
2: first. <clears <clears throat> More throat> succinct, succinctly than I did before. Uh, when you come to writing a story or, or come up with an idea for a script, do you write it as in what you want to see in a comic, or do you write it as like what fans would want to see? So you'd you'd make it like a fan service comic, and write, I'd want they'd want to see X, Y, and Z, and you make sure they're in there, or Otherwise how how do you approach the script what, what what's your angle I think
3: no. yeah I I'll, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll let yeah, you go, go first No 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 Chris no, no, you're, oh, the no you're the guest yeah. Yeah. Plus also <laughs> because you you've done a varied sort of like you know di- different sort of titles it, I'm I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on this
3: Well I mean yeah I guess I mean from my for the position I'm in I don't have I don't I'm not like you know Tom King or Scott Snyder where I've got people who are and that's, well, I'm sure there are people who are quote fans of my work, but I don't, you know, I don't think i have mm-hmm. the same pressures that they maybe have if they're working on established IP. Yeah. but for me, it very much is a case of I kind of think, well, what what would I want to read in a comic? What do I enjoy? What I, what do I think tells a good story? Mm-hmm. um So, I mean, taking an example, I mean, I'll talk about Boganti a little bit. So one thing I wanted to do was make sure that as a character, she was kind of there was some depth to her and there was some nuance, and it wasn't just because there's a lot of the time with with. Especially guys writing female characters. They get kinda getting down into the strong female character foxhole where they're like, Oh, she never gets you always beating people up, never gets beaten, never has any kind of negative things whatsoever because super badass. And I was like, Well, you know, I wanna make sure that the character does get like does lose, does lose fights, does have struggles and does have, you know, things Mm. that are gonna be challenging for them. Yeah. Because that's where you actually, you know, get to writing a good story is if you're like, Okay, I'm invested in this, you know, I, I I, I don't like seeing this character get beaten up, but I understand that they're getting better for do it. Do you
1: think that's an issue? That's a problem with men writing female characters, uh, particularly.
3: I don't want to, don't want to sort of tie on, like you know, just take yeah. an aim and fire at everybody. But I think it is, it is something that I think can be a problem. There's a tendency to what there's the whole thing of strong female character has become kind of a trope now, and it's what's become kind of a thing that you know it. So they can't fail,
1: not, you mean sort of thing? Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know. This you can sort of like oh yeah they're super strong and they you know like we can't possibly show them with any weakness whatsoever and it's like no because you write your male characters with weakness and you write male characters failing and you write male characters having all sorts of complexity. So
1: mm-hmm. why so do you, you think that is, man? The Just, same. from from your point of view, why do you think that is? I mean,
3: is? I mean if you're if you're a male writer, I guess you're like you know I feel more comfortable doing that because you know I can identify with that character more closely. So. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole kind of wider-reaching problem, I think. Mm. But I definitely try and i definitely kind of like I'll go for complex, try and go for complex female characters rather than, you know, just just strong because strong isn't a very useful phrase. You know, strong yeah. in, compar- in comparison yeah, to w- what?
2: What it describe?
3: Yeah, in comparison to what? You know, like what what defines strong? Because you can argue that, um, you know, somebody who doesn't like isn't you know going to go around punching people out but where there's an absolute shitstorm of stuff in their personal life and, you know, really hard times emotionally, that's strong. You know? yeah. Is there anyone you, not...
1: could, anyone you see as a sort of a good writer of stuff like that? Is there a, any sort of role models? Because there's, I mean, female, you know, that character, you know, it's almost become a cliche in some, in, not particularly in comics, but in some TV and movies, isn't it, you know? I'm
4: mm, yeah. you
1: know, I'm a big fan of Rucker. I think Rucker writes, writes great, vulnerable yeah, yeah, female he's characters. Definitely yeah
3: he would definitely be up there I think as one of the people who sort of seems to know he knows what he's doing and he doesn't kind of he tries to give them some complexity rather than just you yeah. know
1: yeah. yeah I mean Queen and country it. is a prime example of that if you've read that it's an amazing yeah series of it you know a really damaged woman you know nothing ever you know things work out things don't work out a personal life's a mess a work life can be a mess you know so you yeah. want that you want that three dimensions to a character don't you, you know? yeah
0: yeah I mean yeah. So the classic sort of um you know if you go to the sort of tv trope of the tv detective do you know what i mean no matter who they are yeah. they are always they're, they're great at their job but they're, everything else is, is an absolute car wreck, isn't it do you know what i mean Mess. like these characters yeah. have yeah. all of these different layers you know these for, for want of a better word most most of the heroes in their own way they're all broken people but the hero, the hero part is what they can they've got some sort of control over isn't it that that's a that's a sort of story trope in a way
1: it's, it's almost a story cliche these days i think you know mm. to make to make them successful in one way that uh, they've got to be damaged in another way almost sometimes i think mm. you know yeah. uh, it's yeah. a current thing isn't it
2: yeah Well surely that like defines being having heroic virtues you can't just be yeah. heroic you've got to kind of like strive against adversity and mm. if, yeah. if you don't put your characters through adverse situations and watch them change and grow and struggle against what they're put up against. You, yeah, I don't think you you you're you to find. Yeah, it's how it's done. Yeah, it's going
1: to be, be it's, it's it's is be the best very, way, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it's, it's going to be very
3: sort of one note, isn't it? It's just going to. Yeah. be... they're always going to be competent and they're always going to react to things the same way. Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: I, th- I mean, I think, what's uh, interesting about that? That's, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah they've got they've
1: got to have something dark. I like yeah. I like a darkness to a character. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah.
1: one of one of the great f-
0: failings for. for Want of a better word of a character like Superman is because they created them to be this sort of perfect being. Um, they, you have to end up sort of creating things to bring them that's down. why we got
1: kryptonite in it. That's why, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, but I think that's, I feel- um, I think uh, it, it's an interesting topic. I see immediately we joke, that's a little, and we laugh, that's a little and then we, spiral
1: off, isn't it? Yeah, that's we, cool
0: we, it we joke it, and we laugh, yeah. and then we're like, holy shit, this is a real topic. We can get, get our teeth into here. Um, <laughs> but I think that's interesting, especially like in a predominantly male dominated sort of like um creative space. Um I think it's interesting like this this talk and these views on males sort of taking the reins on like creating characters that you don't have any sort of you know, I don't have any life experience of these different sort of sort of l- yeah. lives, do you know what I mean? Um mm. so so, you know, if I'm writing a female character I can't step into the into the shoes of a of a woman like I could like some weirdo who's podcasting every Sunday. Um <laughs> Sunday <laughs> night. Mm. Um, and some people like you say, um I think Rucker's always one of the top for me that like
1: He's a really people, interesting guy. They, ha- yeah. they have
0: more of a handle on it. And, um, he
1: does his work on it doesn't he so you yeah. look at the if you, there's a couple of word balloon interviews about the queen and country about the work he's done mm. to build that background and the mm. you know the research and stuff and it's, it's the old story isn't it you don't necessarily have to be a kryptonian to write about kryptonian but yeah. you do have to do yeah. research into the story and have some kind of experience of maybe what it means to be a stranger in a strange land you know yeah. you, yeah, you yeah. speak to people who have been yeah. you know there's that isn't there you know yeah which is also um sort of brings us back to
0: sort of Brigantia, who is not only um sort of a strong female character someone from the past you know a powerful <laughs> character that's from the past brought it brought into sort of modern day and stuff and there's lots of different because it's not just a, it's a f- strong female character there's the historical aspect as well so you, there must have been all these things that you wanted to get right with this sort yeah. of character i mean you you must have done lots of research before the first yeah
3: so yeah we did we, i did do i did do a fair bit with, with it the thing that kind of helps is that the the period that she's from essentially there's not really a lot of records it's not the same as you know a character who's from for example the 17th century because the 17th century we know quite a lot about the 17th century you know you can yeah. you can really kind of you, you can easily make a lot of missteps about that if you don't get all the details right yeah um she's from technically pre-roman britain so before the romans turned up obviously we didn't have a lot of, there wasn't a lot of structure. There were tri- there was kind of a tribal system. Um, you know, the Romans sort of turned up and built roads. And you know, like, what did the Romans ever do for us? Well, all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, so a lot of it, there is, there's obviously an element of like wanting to try and make it feel right for like kind of that sort of Iron Age period. Um, but it does help in the sense that there are things that we just literally don't know and we can't, we're, we're never going to know because there isn't really any record of it. So you have to just sort I could sort of say, right. This isn't going to be. This isn't never going to be a hundred percent accurate, but I can try and get it as close as possible. That's interesting. Uh, was that was yeah. that
0: definitely a, a sort of thought process that that made you sort of push the green button on on pushing forward this with this sort of character? Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes we have got like you know we've all had that. Oh, I want to do a western. I want to do a you know historically appropriate sort of western. But then when yeah. you look into it, you think, oh god, people may may tear me to shreds if I get any of this wrong. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of no out there as yeah. well, yeah. isn't there? Let's
1: face it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, the way, the, what was kind of fun with the the way it sort of developed was um, it's a really it's a really ten, like a weird kind of sort of spidery path. So I'll, I'll walk you through it. So basically, um, I was in a band I, I was in a band for like ten years, um, you know, playing playing underground metal gigs all up and down the country, and we mm. were playing we were touring with another band called Ivan the Furies, um, who who were really great. And they had one song where the they were, their whole whole sound was kind of a you know bit of a Victorian sort of thing. But there's one song where they mentioned the word Brigantia. And it really, it's a really catchy chorus. And I was just like, that sounds really familiar to me. I don't know why I I haven't heard this before. And I did a bit of, like looked into it and was like, right. So Bugantia was a goddess. There's kind of, you know, some evidence pointing that she was located in in and around Yorkshire in the UK, because there's a tribe called the Brigantes tribe, who were, we do have a historical record, were based in that, in this sort of area, you know, which is where I'm, where I live. Um, So I kind of went, so there's a goddess for this tribe in my area. And I feel like there's kind of a Britannia sort of thing here. And I kind of went, Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Wonder Woman. And I was like, I wonder if I could do a, a sort of Wonder Woman thing with this character and sort of bring in a lot of British and English and, you know, folklore and myth that yeah. doesn't tend to get sort of – you don't tend to see a lot of that stuff. You know, a lot of it you get you get the Greek gods in the sort of DC and Marvel pantheon. I say this, a few a couple of years back, Liam Sharp did a, a, a little series on Wonder Woman where it's like Wonder Woman meets the uh, – the two after Danan, who are like kind of Irish gods and goddesses, and there's quite a bit of crossover. And I was just like, "Motherfucker, stole my idea!" <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I actually tweeted that, and I was like, "God damn it!" Like, you know, you've, yeah. this is this. I've done a bunch of these. I'm going to do a bunch of these characters. And he was just like, "It's it's cool. Like, you know, there's room for more than one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course there is. Um, Yeah, but yeah. So it was that kind of sort of long, secure just path, and I was like, "There's definitely a sort of pagan goddess superhero-y type thing here," um, and I can sort of. Do the research and, and pull it out the thing that kind of made me sort of go ahead with it was just sort of kind of going well i can I, I can sort of see how this would work as a fairly it sort of start started out in my head as a fairly sort of tropey classic kind of superhero story mm. um and i kind of thought you know let's try and get into it a little bit um what was really cool was we when we released the first issue of thought bubble um this we, so we did a kickstarter campaign for that and then we released it at Thought Bubble. And uh, this this lady came up to our table, met myself and the artist, Melissa Trenda, um, and came up came running up to us, and went like I'm a pagan, and biggantier is my sort of goddess, like my kind of main goddess that I worship as part of my paganism. and this is like this this version of her is absolutely spot on. like this is you've kind of nailed it, and I was like, you are telling me that somebody you actually worship in like a divine spiritual sense, and this you know, this little comic that we've done is kind of right, like it feels right to you. Like that for me was kind of like a holy shit. You know, I think we're onto something here. Yeah, because you know yeah. you've you've yeah. done something that feels true to yeah. feels true to lucky who's she take it like it. Out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, she'd come up and, <laughs> and been like, "What the fuck is this shit?" I would have been like, "Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that brings up like an interesting point as well because obviously, as well as all the, all the gods, there there are people that obviously know about this stuff. And like you obviously you mentioned the sort of the, the pagan gods. You obviously have a consultant on this comic. Yes.
3: Yes, the consultant is my partner, but yes,
0: but Uh, also yeah, also also also
3: knows knows a a ton about. It was basically I kind of went, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna need your your input on this because, you know, like essentially it's about me going. I want to do this with these characters. You know, is this gonna offend anybody? Is this gonna be? Is this a good interpretation? Basically, Um, and the main thing to to point is that it is an interpretation. It's not. There's no kind of thing where we're saying this is the defiant like this is the only version of of these gods and goddesses. It's just, it's a take on them, um. But it's largely about asking my partner, and sort of saying, you know, is th- you know, is this going to offend people? Yeah. Is just kind of, is this all right, basically? But yeah,
1: yeah so You're, very, you're not very a very pagan, useful. though. I'm guessing, is that right?
3: Or? I'm not. No, right. no. I'm sort of. I mean, it's whenever I get asked about what religion I am, I kind of I just say no religion. But like at the same time, I you know the thing I I really like is I get kind of quite spiritual about being out in nature. So I'll, I'll go and like look at a bunch of like a look at a forest, look at a bunch of trees, and be like. That's some good shit. Right, that's spiritual right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yeah, There's
3: there's, there's, there's a term for it, but I can't remember what it is. But it's sort of, you know, I don't believe in gods and goddesses and all that sort of stuff. But it's kind of like, I don't, I sort of like don't need to. I kind of believe in the character. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, there is there, you know, it brings up the the point of like, you don't necessarily have to have the beliefs of a character to write the character as long as you're. Um, no, I hope not. It's, it's not yeah. Well, we not well, yours, Tony. Here, but, I mean, there's lots of questions that need to be asked. Um, but <laughs> but it, it's the it's having the knowledge and respect for whatever this character yeah. is. Respect, you know. I think, is the
3: crucial thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Because you know, with with any character that you're writing, that like, you don't it's kind of circling back to your point about you know needing to walk, get step into their shoes or not. I think you know, there's definitely. I mean, it's like you said, you know, you don't need to be a Kryptonian to write the Kryptonian. You don't need to necessarily be able to say, I have personal experience of this, but you need to respect mm. the experiences that somebody like somebody in that position might face. Do you think so? That's if I mean take an we... example. Yeah, no, go, yeah, on. go on, go on. Well like like John Jones, for example, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Um none of us are Martians, you know, like that so you can't sort of say, Oh, yeah, I definitely identify with that, but you can identify with maybe going so, going somewhere new, not knowing anybody, having yeah. to try and fit into a culture that you don't you know, you're not part of. Yeah. Even on a real even if it's just as basic as move to another city to go to university or something. Yeah. You know, you can sort of extrapolate out from that as how, how it feels to feel sort of, you know, out of place and, and not like you don't belong. Yeah. And Do that's what you, you just have to break it down to them. Yeah.
0: Do you think that's where um, a lot of um, writers and creators, um, they can go a bit wrong sometimes when, they, when they're stepping into the shoes. And I think in some ways this ties back to your question as well, Dan. when you're stepping into the shoes of a more well-known character um and we've all read those comics where sometimes it does it doesn't feel like the character that you know it feel it feels like um they're writing their own you know like you say bring out the Martian Insighting man themselves yeah, yeah. bring out that yeah. Martian man hunter the way you the way you've said it chris is perfect that's kind of you know that's how you should write it we have someone who writes writes a Martian man hunter that is going everywhere around the world and taking selfies and things like that <laughs> yeah. that would that yeah, would yeah. come across as like what? This yeah, is yeah, not got it.
3: You
2: know, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Although I'm going to make a note of that just in case they hire me for the Martian to self <laughs> Martian, Martian
3: manhunter takes selfies on the oh, ground.
1: Instagram. Yeah. yeah, everything is just a page of an Instagram post. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a dream job. Yeah,
0: the Martian trend hunter. That's what he's going to be.
1: <laughs> the Martian I mean, influencer. Having...
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> having, having read that,
3: um, the, the more relatively recent Steve Orlando Riley Rosmo one, I cannot imagine ever trying. Like that was perfect. I just I don't know if you guys read that, but it was oh, just yeah, such it great, was good. Yeah, lovely so one. good. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I tweeted about it afterwards, was like, "This is just incredible." Um, and Steve was like, "Yeah, like, thanks very much." But it's generally like, I can't picture trying to write Marshall. I'd have to like wait until I've forgotten about it and go and... right now. I'm going to try and do Marshall Manhunter. <laughs> yeah,
0: an artist like Riley Rosmo as well on something it's like forget about it, isn't it it's like you it's such a visual. Busy... Yeah yeah it's yeah. such a visual style um yeah I mean I think i mean back going back to like um obviously the research that you had and getting things right um i and i think it's it's interesting that you had like the wonder Woman um the first step on the path as it were um yeah so and we've all we've all had these characters that even if we even if we think we've created the most original thing in the world, it's probably been influenced, or sometimes it's like, I want to create my own version. I mean, how many versions of Batman have we seen in the fucking world? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so sometimes you can start with something that's already existing.
3: <clears throat> yeah, but. You just then... file the serial numbers off, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, at what point do you, do you think, right, okay, how am I going to, you know, you, you have that archetype as the start? Um, and it's it's not just as simple as, okay, I'm going to have Batman, but he's going to be in London. Do you know what I mean? It's not as simple as that. It's not it's not putting them in a different place, is it? You've got to go Cockney, the XMI. Cockney, Batman, Jesus oh.
3: Christ. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. As Batman,
0: is that, is he <laughs> <say>. Yeah, fucking <laughs> signal out of my eyes. Um,
1: <laughs> that's quite a good Danny Dyer.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. We've Danny Dyer as Batman, that's perfect casting. That is, yep,
1: that is... <laughs> brilliant we cast we cast danny dyer and anything on here yeah, chris yeah. didn't they do that exactly. uh Grammy, you know
2: he did that thing about uh brexit and they did batman year one uh they <laughs> they put the the danny dyer top the speech in front of it you see that one <laughs> did right. they, no, i didn't see <laughs> that, no, that was great was that
3: the one where he called david cameron or? was that, that <laughs> one? <he> was like, <laughs> oh, yeah it's like oh, right. brexit I some got... kind of mad
2: riddle that no one understands oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and literally
3: every time he gets mentioned in my house my partner is just like oh yes Danny Dyer our, our rightful king because he's like related to he, they did a, one of those who yeah. are you things he's like related is to Edward the Henry, or
1: something oh is it yeah. yeah yeah he's
3: like related to one of the old English like a proper English king and it's like you know what I would I would take Danny Dyer as the king of England <laughs>
1: I think the good thing about that is the good thing is that he did that and then he didn't milk it at all did he
3: yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's like he's, he's, he's far too busy to be king come on
1: i that. think he's gone back to it <laughs> has, has he all right has yeah he? i mean that's a ed- shame
0: it's a loss to movies oh god yeah the amount i mean there's gonna be weeks that go by the way that um the dvd section of your local asda doesn't have a danny dyer straight to dvd film appear on my it uh lane
2: to fame is i know an extra i work with an extra that was in danny dyer's uh devil's playground oh i've that. seen that yeah, yeah i've yeah. seen that
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That's one of the slightly Two, two ones, degrees isn't of uh, yeah.
1: Isn't that where seven people wake up and there's no one else about? It's an abandoned city or something, is that right? No, it's like, I think it's like a zombie thing. Oh right, okay. Doesn't yeah, it yeah. have Craig a,
0: Fairbrass a in as well, I think. I love a, it I love a Craig Fairbrass movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Rise of the Foot Soldier 4, classic. Anyway, back to
3: comics. you, Craig. Cockney Batman then. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> script for you, Craig. What is it? Please don't be another fucking football hooligan. <laughs> yeah.
1: Who does a lot of cocaine. Yeah. yeah oh getting
0: another one. Another oh well one. <laughs> i'll do it yeah um yeah <laughs> so, but when you have that sort of um archetype and you and you start with it you, you've got to go the extra mile to make it sort of different i mean it, i think obviously with briganti you've got you've got a genuine sort of i want to say historical figure to go from but it's it's a sort of myth it's a mythical yeah. historical figure isn't it so it's not, yeah. yeah, I mean, Not, yeah. what's
3: interesting is that we kind of, for the look of it, I mean, Mel, Mel Trender takes a lot of credit for for how the character looks, because obviously, you know, like, they, they were the artist, I just sort of went, here's my idea, and they were like, okay, well, we'll look at it. Um, There is, if I if I recall correctly, there's one sort of existing statue, there's one, like, it's from Roman times, but there was a statue of what we believe to be Brigantia. Um, so the statue has, like, uh, has a spear and has, like, a globe of victory. So they kind of what happened with when the Romans came in. I'm not going to go into it in depth. with it. when the Romans turned up, what they basically did was instead of saying stop worshiping your gods and worship our gods, they kind of syncretized local pagan gods with the Roman mm-hmm. pantheon. Yeah. So Minerva is the Roman goddess of victory, and Minerva was always depicted with a spear and a globe. Um. So they kind of went, okay, well we can just you know. We can just sort of like stick Minerva on top of this this god that they've got and like convince them to just carry on worshiping them, but it's a Roman uh, one now. It's like um, a bit so when they
1: merged 2000 AD with Tornado. It's a bit <laughs> like that, isn't
3: it? <laughs> it's exactly like that, yeah, 100 yeah. yeah, <laughs> identical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's there's one existing statue, so we sort of looked at that and went, okay, so you know that that kind of makes it easier for us. You know, her weapons are a spear and a kind of magical globe full of energy, um, and then we we looked at like there's a there was a big there was a bunch of stuff in the british museum with like you know kind of iron age dress and iron age outfits and mel kind of looked at all of that and sort of took it and gave her this this really cool look with like the big wolf cloak um and the kind of celtic sort of style um and i think genuinely i mean i know i'm saying this because it's my passion project and i i super like really care about it i do genuinely think it's quite an iconic design you know it oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. it looks like she looks like doesn't look like any other character i've seen
0: yeah um that, that's one of the keys to make it individual, isn't it? To make it a, like a unique yeah. sort of character. Um, and it's cool
3: for me that I can look at the sort of, I can look at the evidence, like the the, rec- the historical stuff. I can look at the statue and be like, yeah, that's where we took it. Yeah, we, that's where we got inspiration from. It is based on things that we have done research on. It's not just plucked out of the
0: Yeah. How do you find um, the research stage of things? Do you, do you enjoy that? I mean, some people... I
3: love it yeah i love it <laughs> i really i really enjoy it because it's, it's it's the part basically it's the part it's the my favorite part of writing because it means i'm not actually fucking writing um, <laughs> you know i'm not having to sit there and smash words together and try and make panel panel like layouts work and trying to think about some some dialogue that's not awful and generic i'm just like gonna come like read a bunch of cool stuff make a bunch of notes this is fun
1: um, do you include images from your research in the script and stuff do you or-
3: Depends. I mean, it depends what I'm doing. Like sometimes I'll I'll link to stuff, and I'll like. I mean, taking as an example, um, for the black rubric, um, with the because obviously that the research for that was I didn't have to do as much because a lot of it was based on me, I said earlier, being in a band for ten years and playing shitty underground metal venues. And, like, right. being on tour and, like, trying to, you know, go into a fucking horrible toilet and get changed out of your normal clothes into your stage clothes. <laughs> which, in my in my case, weren't quite as elaborate as, like, corpse paint and spikes and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. It, was, right. it, was a, it was a shirt and a waistcoat. But it was still, you know, I'm trying to, like, balance so yeah. I don't stand on the floor that's covered in, you know, piss and booze <laughs> and all sorts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of that was based on lived experience, but there was still an instance where I wanted to place it in real places. So I, would, uh, I kind of linked the artist, Katie, in the script to um, I was like, OK, so this band, they're doing a little tour. They're going to be playing this venue. There's like there's a venue in Montreal that looks like like I've looked it up. They do metal shows. This will be appropriate. Here's what it looks like. Maybe we can work it in, you know, in the establishing shop. Yeah, um, that sort of thing Well, sometimes I will if it's if it's something I'm like I feel really strongly it's sort about of
1: size and yeah it's, it's, it's easy to describe a band playing but you want the right venue for that yeah. you don't want a huge arena and you don't want just a you know the corner yeah. of a pub to you it's got to be right yeah, it's, yeah. it's the
3: right, right size yeah. yeah and I sent her a bunch of shots of like those particular bands that I was like this is the vibe I feel like our band would have like for example there's a band called Behemoth anyone oh, familiar yeah. with Behemoth oh I
0: fucking love Behemoth yeah
3: so great no. so great I saw them at a festival festival called Hellfest, appropriately, uh, in France, uh, in 2014,
1: and it was like,
3: despite the fact fact that it was like, I don't know, 35 degrees or something, it was insanely hot, they were were, like hosing water on the crowd to keep people cool, and yet nevertheless, these guys come out in their full, like, medieval black face paint. Oh, leather you. and studs everything and, you know big masks and, and just like absolutely transcendent performance it was incredible yeah but they're very very satanist so i was like you know this i'm feeling this <laughs> oh okay uh, you're not yeah.
1: a satanist so are you you've cleared that up right? Again, no, we, not, really we not, said that from the start uh, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's clear now. if, if no, i had satanist. to if
3: i had to pick if i had to pick a religion i guess i the closest i would use who is like a kind of is satanism but at the same time not really no
1: is there no. a lot of free love in satanism no
3: no i'm not,
1: I'm not interested <laughs> i'm out, I'm out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's different, like (laughs) there's different. There's there's obviously there's the classical version of Satanism where people like, oh, people are going into parks and sacrificing people and you know satanic panic, and then there's which is kind of bullshit. And then there's there's a more sort of introspective one where it's all about, it's kind of like doing what makes yourself happy and doing things for yourself. But I always feel like you can interpret that as if you're doing things to make yourself happy. If that's helping other people, you can do that. That's still Satanist. I don't know. Well, probably lots of
0: our listeners are Satanists. I make Uh, myself happy quite a lot, but hopefully not these no. no, no. (laughs)
3: <laughs> there's a really interesting documentary. I, th- I don't know if it's still on Netflix in the UK, but uh, we watched it a while ago. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about the, a, there was an American bunch of Satanists who oh. got into this big argument with the city council over a statue. Basically, the, the, oh, yeah, the city council wanted to put up the Ten Commandments outside the state building. Yeah. And they were like, that's bullshit. You know, that's you can't, you're can't. supposed to have separation of church and state. You can't be doing that. That's a religious thing on political grounds. And they won. And they, part of their, their sort of stump was they made a big statue of Baphomet and were like, well, we'll put this up then because you've got your <laughs> statue up. So
0: you! Ours, nice. right? Yeah, I remember reading about that. that was... yeah. yeah, it's so great it's it's a, really good. It's a cooler statue as well. Isn't it? Let's be fair. It um... is, awesome. But yeah. And talking talking about Satan, I completely forgot what I was going to talk about. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you're
3: asking about putting images in the script for the Satan's movie. done that
1: too. Ah, oh,
0: Satan! Oh, <laughs> hail Satan! Um, that's probably not the first time I've said that on the show. No, I think so. Private, said it yeah. Um but I know. What yeah in in terms of i I think reference images um can be hugely important i know um i've had a script from tony and he you sent links you put links in your thing but certainly something like a like a a music gig i think Mm. it's hugely important because let's face it we've all been to a gig um, whether it be a stadium or whether it be a festival or whether it be a pub um and they are all about atmosphere, and the atmosphere is is so different in every yeah. stage. You know, whatever the stage is. So if you're writing a story about like a like a small band that is that that is playing in a spit and sawdust place, then it's yeah. got it's got to feel like you know you know when the ceilings are, are dripping with sweat when it gets that hot. So, yeah, where yeah, something. I think there's
1: like, a there's a couple of different ways. The reasons I put it in one is like you say, V. There is mood. Yeah. and texture and vibe and you know there's all yeah. this sort of thing to it and you want you want to be of two minds but you don't want to sort of super predict to the eyes do you It's just enough yeah. just to give them a taste you know so there you're both on the same wavelength and then there's other factual stuff that i put in so for example if i did one the other day where i was describing machine gun and i wanted to make sure there's been a number of versions of this machine gun i wanted to make sure i had the right one for the year i was writing in the 70s yeah. Yeah, so yeah. i had put a picture of it in there just so he got the right one you know
3: yeah, or it's, t- it's, cars it's probably, are very yeah, specific wanna... as
1: well yeah, yeah, yeah you don't want
3: to dictate to the artist and say this make it look exactly like this because obviously you want them to be able to express themselves and have some you know like yeah. be dynamic with it so yeah it was yeah definitely if, if it's something where it's, it needs to be right or people will bust your balls over it
1: yeah so um, there's almost these two sides to it but i think you're right i think just especially these days when you know with the internet we communicate with people all over the world who are sometimes artists we might not you know i've worked with artists I've never met them you know yeah. so sometimes it's nice to be on the same wavelength as them you know um, and just yeah. just almost like a mood board kind of thing. I know you've spoken about that before, Dan, haven't you? You know, you give yeah. like a series of images. And I know with your stuff, that's very important, isn't it? If you were working mm-hmm. with, especially on Viper, if you were working with someone else, there would there would be a mass of stuff you'd probably send them. Up
2: yeah, you're to try and guide them, but not kind yeah. of like
1: dictate, domineer yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah
2: dictate. Uh, yeah. It's, it's it can be a tricky one, a fine line.
0: I, I, yeah. think, I think certainly when you when you start collaborating with an artist as well, when you when you haven't formed that shorthand. Um, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, my scripts are shorter with people. I'm I'm working with Falpi on our eleventh comic at the moment, and uh, my scripts are shorter because we both get each other and we chat on the phone and we know what we're talking about. You know, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Do you find that um, with with your work, Chris? That like when you know an artist more, those those reference. You know, um, are, are your scripts sometimes less descriptive in their narrative?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it does depend if you have that. You have that familiarity with them or not i mean a lot of the time the stuff i'm writing i'll you know if i haven't like started on a project so i haven't got an artist you know lined up for it or somebody in mind obviously i'm not writing it for anyone in that case so i will tend yeah. to be a bit more like okay i'm gonna go a bit heavier on the detail i'm gonna be a bit heavier on the description because i want to make sure that i can you know if, if i do end up working with someone i know i can go back in and take that out so you're quite um, happy with either.
1: working on a whole script before you then look for an artist or will you have sort of started putting feelers out when you're working on i mean sometimes the mood takes us doesn't it chris you know sometimes you have to get it down you know what it tends Um, to be is that i will yeah Yeah.
3: i'll sort of have an idea in mind sometimes of who i might want to, to draw it so i mean for example there's one that we haven't um it's in the pitching stages at the moment so it's not you know announced anywhere but I'm, I'm gonna talk about it Fuck it, fuck it yeah um you know we're, we're, we're getting we're getting the pitch together but for that one um it's uh so basically it's a period drama set in the 1970s about a small town ice hockey team but specifically it's like a murder mystery um so the the star player of the hockey team is found dead and it's like trying to figure out you know who's done it so it kind of it's basically have you ever seen the film Slapshot?
1: yeah yeah yeah
3: Fucking love that movie. But it's I basically fun, yeah. was like, yeah. I was like, I love that film. That's I'm, one a those hockey, films I'm a big that hockey fan. It's on a my cult film? film. Yeah. I,
0: I haven't yeah. watched that yet because that's the... No, I haven't seen it. one. Have you not watched it yet? That's cool. Do you know the what? Three it's not Brothers, been on
1: telly it? for donkey's years. Yeah. I, it's, I watched it um, on a, a screening. Mm. I saw a screening of it when I was like 14, I think. And we fucking loved it because it's, it's proper there's a lot yeah. of pure old humor in there and stuff like that isn't there what's, it's quite it's quite nutty what's, what's
3: great about it is it's just what, what what i love about it is it is fucking it's authentic as shit because like i mean i've and i play hockey like i play hockey recreationally um ice mm. hockey i should say and i know like every hockey player knows slap shot and kind of gets the references and yeah. gets what it's about you know we've all we've all sort of seen that yeah, so if, you, if they go in yeah, saying i like
1: the mighty ducks they're out the door aren't they Kick
3: him out. <laughs> I mean, well, I I mean, fun fact, like when I I, I haven't played one in a while, but went obviously rec- recreational hockey. You know, you go and play games. So we went to play an away game somewhere, and what the fuck was it? Grimsby. Just the the rink was the size of a fucking toy rink. It was ridiculous. Uh, but I like I, it was my one of my first games. I hadn't scored yet. I got a penalty shot. Um, so the entire other team's bench, like they were sort of all chirping me and and being like, you know, Charlie Conway from Mighty Ducks, like trying to trying to put me up. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went in and right. scored, and then fucking skated past their bench and like gave them the finger. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so It was like, yeah, fuck you, I scored it. Um, so yeah, I mean, but yeah, definitely, Slapshot is like the the hockey hockey players hockey movie, you know, because yeah. it's full of swearing and you know people being crude and and all that stuff. I mean, um, then
0: then obviously, I mean that that's clearly you know you have this you have this love of the, this sport, and then yeah. you know has that always been? Oh, I'd love you know one of my things that I want to write. Because we've so, all got that, we've all got that not yeah. we?
3: It was weird. I think I just, I can't, I, I just came up with the name of the hockey player. I can't remember where, where it came from. I was just, I, think I was just driving to work one day, and I was like, "Man, that's a good name. That's a that's a hockey player's name. <laughs> like that's a, that's that's a seventies hockey player's name." Because they all have was ridiculous it, nicknames like that. Was it know. Sam Diego? Sam
0: Diego. Is it? it was Diego? not Sam Diego. No, it should have been. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was just like, manager. I have,
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the manager's, based on, the manager's based on a couple of real-life hockey coaches who are complete fucking pieces of shit. Like, they, um, there's this one guy who just... It's hilarious because he's in the NHL, so he coaches major league. You'd think he'd be professional. You know, professional hockey coaches, you'd think they'd be quite diplomatic yeah. about stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's done press conferences where his team hasn't played well. And he's come in, sat down, and they've gone, what, "What, how do you think that went, coach? And he's just gone fucking terrible and walked out. And they're like, okay, Jesus. I like not right.
1: support his team. Yeah. I mean... Like but yeah, this. it's
3: it's definitely that kind of swearing and you know. Yeah.
1: Mm. Do you support an that. English team? Do you? Is there an English team that
3: you support? Yeah, there's. So I mean, how I got into it? Because I moved to Sheffield for uni, um, and Sheffield has the Sheffield Steelers. who have been around since like '91, I think. Um, so yeah, like they're quite a big team actually. I mean, in terms of obviously, ice hockey is a minority sport in this country, but you know they get about. Uh, well, the Sheffield Arena can hold about I think ten thousand people, and we've had you know crowds of like nine ten thousand before. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. At the moment, Sarah Harris is extremely. Yeah, she's um, screaming now, isn't she? Yeah, she because she is an epic. Uh, she's got, got a box. You know. She's
1: got a season ticket, I think, isn't yeah. she? Which, Last which week's skits. Which, which, which team does she support, you know? The Swindon one, whatever the Swindon one are.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. They're yeah. a league slightly like, you lower know, down, but yeah. Yeah. No, no, good no, for no.
0: her. Oh, oh, God. There's going to there's be nice. a hockey conversation if you two ever meet. Ice hockey war. I they're going know,
3: if, if you'd said Nottingham Panthers, I would have been like, "No, get the fuck out of my sight!" Like, the other rivals, we can't stand them.
1: Oh uh, right, is it like Millwall West Ham? Is it proper kickoff?
3: <laughs> Local derby, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. not really, because only hockey fans aren't really the same as like. I mean, you, not you, sort you of murderous, are they? I, I, I suppose. suppose. Yeah, it's no. like get the fuck
0: yeah. out of my sight. Uh, travel safe. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's
3: definitely I've I've been to one or two like gate away games that we played in Nottingham and it's fucking it's a hostile environment, Jesus. They're just all booing and going at you, and it's like, you know, just calm down because <laughs> it's quite an, yeah. quite an aggressive sport, isn't it? Yeah, where people smashing yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, so how much? Um, I I mean we're not gonna to go too much into spoilers because obviously it's the idea i'm already sold on the idea it sounds great <laughs> um i mean murder mystery is always an interesting thing to do yeah. in comics anyway aren't they
3: I, I, I thought it was something i hadn't done before and i was like i a you know i love kind of murder she wrote and that sort of thing like you know oh, kind yes. of like stuff Knives out it's fantastic
4: oh, and i was yeah. sort of
3: like i was like i want to try and challenge myself and write something like i don't i haven't ever written a murder mystery and i i sort of it's you're quite i feel like it requires kind of a cerebral mind of being yes. like right i'm gonna lock in exactly what happened so- and then work with back it, it so that it's not too yeah,
2: obvious yeah yeah you kind of like we've made a mystery so the process is do you work out like so and so did it with a candlestick in the <laughs> yeah. kitchen and then you you walk it back from there and try and make it more convoluted and tie yeah. things up Is that how it works
3: well what i did was i basically had about five four or five different options for how it happened like what actually okay. happened in the story and i went right i'm going to write all of these out as these are all different possibilities for what could have happened and what we ended up doing, I mean, I, I, was, I was working on it with um, Hugo Boylan. I think you've had on the show before. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, Hugo, was, yeah. yeah he, was, he was sort of editing on it. Um, so I kind of was like, right, you know, can I get your – I basically, I need some input on this because I don't know if it's going to be any good. I want someone who's going to look at it and say, you know, you've fucked this murder mystery up or, you know, this is all right. Um, so what we ended up kind of doing was we sort of thought, well, we might as well introduce – we'll kind of introduce the idea of that being multiple different ways of doing it. So, you know, Rashomon, the Kurosawa film. yes Mm. yeah so the whole like the whole thing of that is it's become a psychological theory now the rashomon theory which is the legal
1: theory it's in it's in law it's used in
3: courts. yeah yeah. Yeah. i'm sure i'm sure it's psychological as well but yeah definitely yeah where where people people will have different recollections of an event um so you know everyone's personal experience will differ based on how they observed something so one person like two people will see the same event and they will they will each have a different view of how what happened um yeah so and it's, it, sort of, there's, it's there's like a room full of
0: unreliable narrators, and yet there's yeah. there there's fact in 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 there somewhere, isn't there?
3: Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to you have to sort of put it all together from all the various different accounts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we thought you know we could kind of bring that in and have you know there's it kind of keep people guessing as yeah. to what the actual what the actual truth is.
0: Is this um is this for like a an OGN? Is it a, a mini series? Is it a one one and done kind of? Thing?
3: I sort of I wrote four issues because I thought it's quite a tight nice. story. Yeah. So four issues, but that could easily be an OGN depending on. I mean, I know it, it's going to depend on who we how the pitching yeah. process goes and how we yeah, who okay. we can give it to. And, you know, if they say, "Oh, we just want to do it as a one-off as a one-off graphic novel," sure, okay. I
0: think with these sort yeah. of mysteries as well. Mm. Um, i mean this may be a controversial opinion i'm sure there's some some fantastic mysteries that are done in uh, 20 pages 30 pages but i think sometimes for for a decent mystery you need that it needs to stretch out you know you need to sort of pull the reader in um, yeah so you need to
3: destabilize destabilize the events as well I destabilize what's how things are going on in in the set, in the setting because you need you know if somebody's poking around asking questions people are going to start getting nervous and that's how you yeah. sort of shake things loose you know I, I think mean, it also needs every, also you know, needs to I be mean, on a the, regular. the thing is, you know, is like keep asking people questions until someone cracks, you know.
1: I think it needs to be on a regular release schedule, otherwise people will guess it as well, or not be or not catch up with each issue, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think this, you that, know, that's some of the problems. There's a lot of facts in one, isn't there? Yeah, yeah.
0: There, there's a lot of the problems with um, sort of the wonder of the internet and social media and stuff. If you're doing any kind of thing, there's a million theories, and there's probably a few people that got it right. But you, So you just have to shut your mouth and, yeah. let, them re- and let them read
1: it. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it just becomes lost, doesn't it, where everyone yeah. gets yeah. it. And, yeah. and I don't think yeah.
0: people should sort of say, oh, you know, some people come out and go, yeah, there's a lot of theories and there's one or two people who have got it right. I don't think they should say that.
1: No, I don't to think stay that. What's, what's a good example of one for you guys? I mean, the, obviously, the ultimate one is probably Watchmen, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, the online theory type type thing that goes on. I think the latest one's Game of Thrones. Obviously, the amount of I
1: mean, more sort of from a mystery,
0: a mystery, yeah.
1: I myself. mean, it's it's, it's not
3: it's, it's a little while ago now, but like you know, there was a remake of Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, you know, the Agatha Christie, and I I'd somehow never seen the original film or read the original book. Um, and like I swear to God, my fucking house. We watched the trailer. My house. I was like, oh, this looks really cool. You know, cast is really good. The housemate walks in and goes, oh, if you want my opinion, they all did it. Like, it's a joke. And then I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I just thought he was joking, you know. Yeah, fine, laugh yeah. it off. Actually watched the movie. Turns out the old did it. And I was like, you yeah. fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, spoil me without me even realising. Spoiler on a <laughs>
0: really a old, one. On, old book, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's yeah, like 1920, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, sorry and he's had, had, had a billion adaptions, so, you know.
2: I can refer back to webcomics, because obviously with the webcomics, you get like a constant reader feedback and I've read many that they put like, don't please don't discuss like your theories and what's going to happen in the story because it right. could mire someone else's uh, enjoyment of it. Yeah. You said, Oh, Joe blogs is going to do this. I reckon. And uh, uh, also yeah. don't change just because someone's guessed what you're going to do. Your will tw- your twist because if you're going to change it just on that premise, you're more likely going to fuck it up. And yeah. if you've, if you've laid a load of groundwork for the story to go to location A, and just because someone's guessed rightly that you where you're going, because you've done all the groundwork and, and intelligent readers can be able to work out where you're going with it.
1: Yeah. Just to
2: change it at the last minute is just to subvert, as it were.
1: Uh, that's and a mistake. Stick to your story. Stick to your story. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it. You don't want to be. I don't able think, to, uh, I don't think you should pilot, stop people talking about
2: like, it though. No. Yeah. yeah. I can understand, but I think it was like, you can talk about the comic, but don't start saying, I, I, I don't know. I I can't remember the example, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were kind of like, try not to kind of do too much. Oh, this is going to happen now. This is going to happen because yeah. some people don't have that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's you the know, problem with like, the release schedule for something, isn't it? I suppose, <laughs> you know, yeah. when most, most so in other media, you know, it's like novels and movies and even in episodes of TV series, it's kind of done in one, isn't it? Almost yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot. But if you string it out, then you inevitably get that theory. Yeah. I mean, he's comic... popular enough as well, yeah.
0: you know. I, th- I think there's
3: a kind of a. Sorry, go on.
0: No, no, you go. Come.
3: I was just say I think there's kind of a there's an un- a lack of understanding on the part of how long it takes to make comics as well. Uh, because yeah. with something like a TV show, it's pretty clearly apparent that it was filmed and made months ago. So if you if you're on Twitter going, oh, "I hey, should do this," you know, like it's it's already happened. I can't change it now. I think people sort of assume yeah. it's why it's why you know the like writers for like Marvel, DC professionals, they're like, "Don't tell us your ideas. Don't come at me on Twitter with your ideas because if anything like that turns up in the comic." then you know we're in trouble so yeah, shit
4: over it
3: yeah, yeah exactly you know it's like don't don't give us like don't try and say here's my idea of what you should do because that's not you yeah. know yeah did you, we, yeah yeah we can't we we'll, we could get sued if we do end up having something that's i think similar. they
2: don't take unsolicited pitches hardly anywhere anymore for that very reason
3: yeah. yeah yeah exactly but it's that i think people sort of think oh well you know if i if i don't like this thing and tell them they should do this instead it'll get in there somehow it's like no, it's yeah. already been written. It's been written months ago. It's been drawn months ago. You know, yeah. it's been made. It's already it, it, the story exists as it is. You know.
0: Yeah. Um. In terms of um, mystery, I mean, comics have have a long history with with mysteries as well. I mean, like the amount of times like in the uh, um, Bronze Age or Silver Age, it's like, oh, this this episode, uh, this issue, we we discover the identity of such and such. You know, there was always a who is behind the mask kind yeah. of
1: thing. Yeah, the Green Goblin is the prime example of yeah, that,
0: isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. In terms of um, recent mysteries that have um, stuck the landing, um, I'm sure, I can't think of one, but I'm sure Walking Dead has had one or two. I sh- I swear there's been, like, something's happened and they've left it cloudy as to who was responsible for such a thing. Please correct me. What in um, the comic you mean? Yeah, in the comic. Yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah, 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 I think there was things like someone got murdered, and it was like who did it. Um, We've had the whole.
1: Tom King does a lot of mystery stuff in his comics, doesn't he? So in the new um, Adam Strange one, there's a sort of mystery. In the new in the um, in the Batman run he did, there was a mystery, wasn't there? Yeah, Yeah, it comes out as part of the story.
0: Yeah, and like for instance, um, I know uh, something like the Batman story Hush. um, There was a mystery to who that. Guys, do you think mysteries like that sort of thing? I, th- I think it it's it's less um, about s- small press and indie comics, but when you're dealing with like established characters, do you think when it's like who is this person that is doing this thing?
1: Do I think th- there's there's a traitor among us. Is a great little trick sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah, like a good that way one. to grab. But do you, yeah. do you
0: think it's sometimes when it gets to the reveal, it's someone new that they've created or something new that is? And do you think that is? is a bit cheap do you think it's better to have an established yeah less effective do you think it's better to have an established oh my god it's that person i didn't
3: i think it's yeah i mean it depends entirely i guess it depends on the circumstance but it's always going to feel less good because you're like oh who's this guy like i don't know who that is i have no i have no connection to that person whereas if it's like for example like oh who's this person that's been hunting down the bat family and killing them one by one Mm. Oh, it's the, only one we, it's the only one who we thought was okay. It's Dick Grayson. Ah, yeah. You know, that would that, be a big fucking shock.
0: I think where well, people yeah. get,
2: feel a bit robbed if, like you say, if someone comes on. Yeah. Don't
1: him. introduce someone At, in Act Three. Yeah. yeah don't I do know, it. Yeah, I think
0: yeah. Batman is the one where people feel um, more comfortable doing those kind of missions. It happens over and over, isn't it? It was like the Red Hood. When yeah. the Red Hood first arrived, wasn't he? No one knew who he was to begin with am i am yeah I there's lots
1: of it like? goes on mate I mean, yeah and that's
3: yeah you can, you can only really do that once is the yeah. thing like you can do oh red hood turns out he used to be a robin like you can only really yeah. pull that trick once and if you try and do it again it's sort of like mm, yeah you know. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> invincible <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they tried
2: yeah invincible started off with uh yeah i don't know how the tv series starts but in the comic people they're, they're being killed like the the, the stand-in justice league and you don't know who it is and it's only revealed yeah out. it's it's omni
3: end. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, I think I mean I watched the first episode of two of the of the of the series, and I was I was sort of surprised because it's been years since I read Invincible. And I remembered Invincible being a lot more mysterious and playing it close to the chest. And then the, I'm not going to spoil it, but like in the the animated series, oh, they, go it's, there. It's they go there like, quickly,
0: straight away. Yeah, yeah and I was like, yeah. oh right, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The series is fucking I guess, great. I love this series, but they don't because the battle. comic yeah the
2: comic's drawn out like for a while yeah yeah
1: a, a it takes a while then. isn't it it's almost like it's the first act you know the, the is
0: first issue six or issue seven when you get that bomb dropped does not it? it it takes which in comics terms is half a year you we always have to remember yeah. Yeah. this sometimes don't we like you just sort of think oh it's the end of the first trade that you find out this person was really the killer or this person was that but when it was coming out it was not for the Wednesday year. Warriors. It yeah, was half yeah, half a year. Okay. Do you know what I mean?
3: And, uh, I think um, it, it must be. It must be really hard if you are like the writer and you're you're doing that because you're like I really want people to know what's going to happen. Like I yeah. want people to find out and like you know go oh shit it's that guy yeah. and, and you I can't think that, say anything.
0: Yeah, and someone someone <laughs> like Kirkman was almost in there. With with Invincible, he was almost in the best position to do it because he's creating something that's getting a cult following. And he certainly did it, Dan. I know he did it quite a few times over its run, didn't he? A lot of these sort of things of what the hell is going on. Um, Yeah. But it was a cult comic, and you didn't have the Marvel or DC fan cult... Just I think you can the add the, you can
1: add the mystery thing as part of a bigger storyline as well. It doesn't actually mm. have to just be a mystery. Do you know what I mean? A mystery, no. a mystery. Th- you know, th- complete. You know, you wouldn't put it in the mystery section of the bookshop. You know, there's yeah. there's almost, yeah. there's almost yeah. these things that you can use. You look at the um, new Teen Titans. You know the, you know who the traitor was in the New Teen Titans in the first, you know first few episodes of that issues of that, that was great as well. You know yeah. it took you took a while yeah. to work it out, but it it meshed in with it being a larger superhero soap opera epic, didn't yeah. it as well? You know? mm-hmm. It kind of,
3: yeah. I think part I think part of that as well, I guess, is is it ties into comics as a medium because you know the the whole thing was get people to buy the next issue, get people to buy the next yeah. issue, put something in that makes them want the next issue. Yeah. It goes down further than that. It yeah. goes down it's to a like a, a macro level. level. But the way I've always thought about it is like there's got to be something to make people want to turn the page. So you've got to be like some it's, you know some I want to see what's going to happen next and just assume that you've got to keep people's attention every single page.
4: Yeah. You
3: know I mean sometimes you can't really do that because if you've got a conversation that needs to happen and it's going to take more than one page you know you can't. Have, it's like um you've seen the Aquaman movie.
0: Yeah. I uh, don't know totally how started it, but yes. And I love Sadly, that. Movie. Yeah,
3: I love the movie. But there's, it's what's quite funny is you can tell the bits in the script where they were like, okay, we've had a bit of a, a conversation, like an exposition dump. So we need to move things along. So some shit gets blown up. People burst in. let It happens about four times in the movie <laughs> where something, someone comes smashing in, or someone blows something up, and it's like, okay, so this is your. This is how you're changing scenes. Is like. Yeah. Someone gets blown up, cool. <laughs> a- a-
0: exposition, action scene, exposition, action scene. That's, yeah, pretty, that's, that's the trope of a lot of superheroes. I, I love it, but it's just it? it's just really yeah. kind
3: of like it's the same thing happens yeah. a couple of times in a row where just a big explosion and the bad guys show up and it's like, yeah. you know, I don't mind because it looks great, but yeah.
1: That's so from a point of this. view of, move, move, moving just quickly back to comics, who would you say your influences are in as comic writers? Do you have many? <sighs>
3: um, tough question. I mean, in terms of, the thing with it, I got into comics, I say relatively late, because I read a lot of Asterix and a lot of Tintin when I was growing up,
1: right. um,
3: so I definitely, like, Band SNA it was very much how I got started on them, um, and with those, it wasn't so much like, I wasn't like, oh yes, I was, I admire herge as a creator, you yeah. know, because I was a kid, I was just like, I like Tintin, he has a dog, the dog is cute. Um,
0: and That's interesting, because uh, it gets a lot of people into comics, but not necessarily into the, oh yeah, the, the Asterix, I mean. There's going to be lots of people who correct me here, so I'm I'm just going to be clear about this. (laughs) Lots of people go, oh, Asterix made me want to start making comics. They didn't always say, Asterix made me want to start making comics because I loved the, the writing. Uh, that, that, that I think maybe
1: sense they sense would to. say the humour. Yeah, I think they yeah,
0: might yeah, say I that. Think, yeah, but part
3: and of that is the, is the tran- yeah. the translations mm. are absolutely fantastic. It's, it's kind of become apparent that like the, the newer ones, obviously, it's a shape like the 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 lady who was transmitting I think it was Anthea Bell, her name was, who did all the translations yeah. for what, the ones I all read when I, was, when I was growing up, and they're fantastic. They're just so funny. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. I got that was how I sort of got into the idea. I was like, I, yeah, I'm reading comics, and then I got into manga when I was a teenager. Um, so I read a lot of Acura um yeah, nice. so so I guess Katira or Toma would definitely be up there. But again right. it's it's because it's not English language, it's sort of you kind of how much is, of this is the original authors writing and how much of this what's, is the translator yeah, the interpreting it. Bit, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And again the translator's doing probably doing a fantastic job. Yeah. You know, but it's what's what's interesting is like I'm a huge Akira nerd, so I recently I've got the Dark Horse editions right. and I was like, there's a coloured version that Marvel did. Um yeah. although they didn't finish it, but they did a bunch of them. I was like, I really want to try and find copies of these. Uh, because in in like every european comic shop i've ever been to they have them like all of them in whatever language you're in there so i've seen them in danish and in spanish and in french and you never find them in english and i found one i think it is a slightly different translation but like i know that because i've read them so many times i know exactly where the words are yeah Um,
4: gotcha.
3: but yeah so so yeah i guess would be up there um i read a lot of dragon ball dragon ball Z, takira toriyama but again, it's not so much, I wasn't like, oh, yes, these writers inspire me. It was just, I like their stuff. And I, it's getting me into the mindset of reading comics and liking comics. Okay. I mean, it's I, I, it changed me to say, I mean, the first sort of time where I kind of went, oh, I'm going to pick up this writer's work because I like it. Because I got into American comics from reading Green Lantern. Um, yeah. So around about the time when Jeff Johns was doing the, you know, all the sort of Green Lantern, Rebirth, Secret Origin stuff. I basically okay. like bought all of those but it was definitely Hmm. like that was sort of where i kind of went oh yeah i'm going to start reading american comics and that was the the point where i kind of went. maybe i can try you know making my own like you know scott snyder would definitely be up there as an influence because he's had a really good balance of doing you know doing the big mainstream dc stuff and also doing interesting indie things as well i mean scott like scott snyder i think is was is doing a great thing and like his 52 court of hours run was fantastic you know that batman run was just great oh that's probably the first time where i was like
0: how many issues did he do with that that run so many. When did he, when, Tony, Tony ones, you're uh, the encyclopedia. You're 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 the pub quiz favorite.
1: Um how many did he do in the New 52? He yeah, did um the Batman oh got it With
0: Capulo, wasn't it? They was, yeah. Yeah, did was yeah, they yeah. leave just after the the Joker story. or did it go?
3: They did um I think were just about eight volumes on my shelf somewhere, yeah. I don't know. It's quite a
0: lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah it
1: did quite a long run. Quite, yeah, it's it a good run. He's became, And he's, he's been, done some other Batman stuff yeah, since, Yeah. He? I know. He, he's but,
0: become the um he's become the latest Almost like like the Mark Miller, because there, there was a recent um, lots of releases. There's lots of Scott Snyder albums yeah, yeah, coming up with lots the of this
3: different... thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that it's actually like eight a... different eight different comics. I think with eight different people. And a part of me was just yeah, like, okay. I'm like, obviously, I'm happy for you, Scott Snyder. But Jesus fucking Christ, if I could just like go, I've got eight projects on the go at once, I'd be a happy man. <laughs> is that the, kind of like
0: so the comiXology thing? Yeah. Is it? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, um, yeah, because it, it felt very much like when Mark Miller was coming up with like Chrononauts and, as it, um, is it Huck? That was the other one. I remember when he, he launched all of those titles? It's just, it, it felt very similar. It's like 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 a big name writer. That was a big um, move by Comixology,
1: I think, there. Yeah. yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, it's, it's obviously taking a chance that people, Scott Snyder's got a big enough following that people are going to go, yeah, we'll read this because Scott Snyder's writing it. I mean, obviously, he's picked really good collaborators. So he's got like two Lolo they got a few, called, Francis, didn't they? Francis Manapool and yeah. uh, Capullo's on one of them, and you know he's he's got a lot of really good, you know, really good people that he's working with.
4: Yeah.
3: Um. But yeah, it's 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 definitely a bit of a gamble, and the people are going to read eight different Scott Snyder stories.
0: Yeah. And and do you yeah. know what? Let let let's be let's be honest when it comes to stuff like this. You're going to like some more than others, and do you know what? The ones that you don't like, someone else is going to like. That's the thing is when you create eight different titles, that are different sort of stories. You know, yeah. I can guarantee that well, it's not every going single... for everyone. Yeah, every single yeah. one of us. You know, if we if we read them that's that talking now, we're all gonna probably have a different favorite. I would imagine.
1: I've kind of liked most of his stuff. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, i am yeah. really it all, but I do kind of like his stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. American he's, Vampire He's, he's, I got he's, a, he's oh, yeah. a sound
3: guy as well. Like I, yeah. I met him briefly. I oh, I'm thought not fussed or, about that.
1: Um, it's like his yeah. comics. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, um, I met him at Thought Bubble 2000, the last Leeds one.
1: He was yeah. okay.
0: He yeah, was lovely. Oh, well, okay. yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, we had a good we had a good chat about the Joker while I was like two tequila's in, so Oh, <laughs> oh There's a story. That was good. There's was the name good. of this episode. I always say well, that every week it was, I was, don't, don't
0: name them. It's
3: because I was I was talking to um like Becky Cloonan was out was there too, so we were hanging out and she was buying me tequila and then she was like, Oh, I just used to Scott Snyder and I was like, Okay. You know, and I'm I'm a little bit merry at this point. Um. And yeah, we just we just had a good chat. And then he went. Then he was like, "If you look, really sorry, I'll have to excuse me. i have got to go and call my call my sons. You know, because it's their bedtime." And I was like, "You know what? That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You go off and be a good dad. You know, come, come back <laughs> afterwards." Yeah. <laughs> well, we, well, I went. I went to his table the next day just to like. What time were you in the get bar? To get uh, God knows, like two a.m. or something. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's American time, isn't it? So you know, it's a lot behind. But yeah, I went to his table the next day just to have a chat, and get something signed, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, how's it going?" Like, you know. Didn't do that thing where someone just doesn't recognise you, haven't spoken to you the night before. So, yeah, yeah he's a sound guy. Oh,
1: awesome. oh. <laughs> Chris, one of the things we've done recently with writers is we mention a character and then we ask the writer to who's the first artist that comes to mind. When you visualise that character, who's drawn yeah. it? Does that make sense?
3: Yes, it does. They're yeah. not
1: complicated. They're very out there characters who've had numerous, you know, big runs with different artists you know sort of thing so yeah. I just thought i'll give you i've got four written down ready to give you this always you really
0: me when he does this yeah, yeah.
1: you ready first one yep. easy one. batman oh um
3: greg capullo, greg um, capullo? Don't, sorry three more yeah
1: no 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 just one we're just one on just each one because okay. only one that comes to mind when, when yeah, I say yeah the name, greg so.
3: capullo i think yeah is definitely the the iconic batman for me because
1: that kind of shows Maybe when you either started reading it or ones that had the most impact on you, and that was kind of when you started getting into American comics, is what you were saying? Yeah, that was when
3: I started, yeah, yeah, properly like collecting and sort of you know, I was like, I'm following this run because it's Mm. it's just a really great run. Um, okay,
1: yeah, Yeah, good. Next one, Spider Man.
3: Um, see, I've been reading a lot of classic Spider Man, so I would say Steve Ditko.
1: Ditko, good, okay, yeah, we'll go with how did you become exposed to Ditko?
3: Um, I mean, again, it was literally just like it was less so much, you know, being like, "Oh, I'm going to read Steve Ditko stuff." And obviously, I knew I knew that Steve Ditko is, you know, is one of the greats. And I knew he was like, you know, a very prolific comic artist. Yeah. Um, but it was more just that I was like, "I'm going to pick up a bunch of classic Spider-Man because it was on sale on Comicology." So I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to read." Okay. Yeah. Good. You know? Yeah.
1: Good. Very <laughs> interesting podcast about that came out Friday. Uh, next character, uh, Wolverine.
3: Well, I don't see. I, I don't know. That many artists that have drawn Wolverine. I read a whole I had a massive stack of classic X Men that I read. Like I right. just tore through years ago, but I don't remember who the artist was on them. I think okay. it was the Claremont. It was the Claremont um, run. Right.
1: Well, Claremont was on it for what twenty years.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Um, can I can I go left field and say rather than a particular artist, the nineteen nineties animated series X Men. Oh, that, okay. hit, that Wolverine because that's yeah, iconic okay. to
1: me. Yeah. Okay. And last one. Now this this character has had um some really iconic runs um some real sort of standout runs in fact he's kind of he is kind of you, you kind of think of him in runs you know of characters of, of artists rather so daredevil
3: daredevil it's not going to be it's not going to be um a per- like a, a an artist who has drawn that character but i would okay. like to see um i would like to see Belquis heavily do daredevil because Bill Crosseveley right. is insanely talented and just such a great artist. She's been on the the dream Sandman, the Dreaming, yeah, she's yeah, done Book yeah, Woman yeah. as well. Yeah. Just fantastic. So I'd like to see her take on Daredevil because she okay, has but, these incredible page layouts.
1: But when I said the word Daredevil to you, you, you I'm guessing you visualised an image of Daredevil in your head. Yeah. So let's try it as a psychological experiment. So who who drew will, that will, image I will in I will your confess,
3: head? I'll confess and say I've never really read any Daredevil. Right. So I don't have I don't have a sort okay. of mental picture of Daredevil. No worries,
1: man. No worries. Okay. Yeah. Good o. Good stuff. It's just an interesting one, just to see where your head's at, and it tells of eras and vibes, and you know this sort of thing per per character. I think it's an interesting yeah. one. It's surprising. Yeah. I, th-
0: I think because my Batman wasn't necessarily a Batman choice that I thought it was going to be. I've What who was, it was yours? There. I've forgotten who it was now. <laughs> it was yeah. the it was the yellow logo Batman. Oh God. Was it? Was
3: it? Um, what's the guy who doesn't with the really long ears? What's his name? Kelly. Kelly no, something. No
0: no, 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 Kelly Jones. No. No, wasn't kelly it, jones. No, it wasn't kelly jones i've forgotten who is now it's a real classic well,
1: we'd, we've never done daredevil before so who what or daredevil we've, i don't think we've done the second two us have we so v who would you say for daredevil
0: um fuck thing is I don't um what about you
1: dan
2: uh John Ramita on is it John Ramita Junior
1: on? Yeah, that's that's the one yeah, I was yeah. The Annessenty run. You know Fucking when, hell. My, when my brain fist yeah, 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 yeah. Jr Jr Jr. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it's
1: him. Oh, he doesn't yeah. like that though, does he now? Oh right, Sorry, he's not he a Junior. Doesn't listen, he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh, <song. laughs> but if you <laughs> if you do, more. John, you might welcome on anytime. F- yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Miller because just that's that confirmed the character for me in my mind. Yeah, yeah, and he's had you know, what three different runs, three say, different goes. I
0: would say John Romita Jr. though is probably a name that I would say for quite a lot of characters. Okay, because Spider Man as well, because or? he moved. No, Spider Man for me is Bagley.
1: Oh like, yeah, yeah, he said it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but for instance, there's some absolute because he John Romita was on so many different sort of series, wasn't he? He Did a brilliant Punisher. He, he you know, when, yeah. when I think of like Bishop from the X Men, it's John Romita Jr.'s. <laughs> for
1: me it's his x-men work i really like the best yeah. i think yeah, yeah.
0: okay
1: yeah yeah what about you dan
2: what character are we talking about now
1: no <laughs> who, who, what was your favorite J- jr jr don't call him that run
2: uh i don't know i've it's gone completely ass. blank kick <laughs> yeah kick Sorry, that's... yeah that's true no, I, I really liked uh the man without fear the work he did on yeah. that. yeah oh
1: that's true that was man. fucking great that's amazing uh, just... mm. The choreography uh, in that book, fucking hell. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. so, there's,
3: there's definitely a lot of like classic stuff and there's this, like there's like gaps in the knowledge a lot of the time, like for everyone. I think everybody has like yeah. some stuff they've not read because it's like there's so much of it to read. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know.
0: So, yeah, it's, tricky so much, it's tricky so because it's tricky. You
3: know, yeah, like I didn't I didn't get, you know, what I sort of So I'm just not getting get into American comics. Nobody there wasn't like a list of yeah. people going, right, you've got to read this, 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 and this. Yeah. And at the yeah. same time, I wouldn't have wanted that because it would have been kind of somebody else telling me Here's what you yeah. should read. Exploring oh, yeah. the long
1: boxes, man, is the best yeah. thing you can do. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, th- I think, I think, like. I think, in, in some ways, we, we all must have done the point of like just going, mm, yes, mm, mm, yes, yes. And when someone <laughs> sort of says, "Oh, you know this title, don't you?" And you're like, <laughs> you're like, mm, yes. And in your head, you're thinking, no, I me read to this. wind me up now." I, 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 haven't read this. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> mm, yes, I've gone. Mm, mm, yes, mm, mm, yes. So, Tony, I just boots. want you know. Any time I go, mm, yes, when you're speaking. I'm not...
1: That's not what I'm doing, dude. <laughs> I've got a visual image of what you're doing when you do it. You've got one yes, finger yes. up to your mouth. Mmm, no. yes. Yes,
3: mmm, uh... <laughs> mm. stroke uh, Stroking I... the chin.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> one, and come on then, guys. So, Wolverine. What about Wolverine, V? Uh, Wolverine's such a difficult one for me. Oh,
0: man. Yeah. I... For me, um, Jim Lee was my Wolverine. I, because... I
1: thought you might say Jim Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, Dance?
2: Yeah. He, yeah, he's a top... He's he's top one for me. That that whole Captain America Black Widow oh, uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. He, that I, cover popped up the other day on I think it was an auction or a high res of it, and I was like, oh, Fucking right, hell. yeah,
0: yeah.
2: It's lovely stuff. So,
3: so good. Yeah, yeah. Jim Lee because he was doing all those auction pieces for um, comic shops, wasn't he, during the pandemic? Yeah, And, like, he was, just, he? and yeah. he's just yeah. like, oh, just, just doing these sketches, and it's like, how is that just a sketch? Are you kidding yeah. me?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he can fit him in his rucksacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Jim, I'm, if you're, I'm, Jim,
1: if you are listening, uh, yeah, we would like a rucksack. Please send yeah, yeah. one through. I am going to say Burn, John Burn for me for that Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
0: mm. that does make sense. Yeah, um, mine. Is
1: it's a, just a nice experiment. Yeah, the go. classic <laughs> yeah, yeah. Todd
0: McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, there is a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> he probably owns it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. probably. <laughs> oh, baseball humor, love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like we know what we're talking about on this show. Um but see the talk has gone in all, all different sort of directions, but lots of fascinating chat and Chris, I'm gonna get you to say your links again at the end of the show, but where I mean Brigantia, obviously the Kickstarter, you're gonna be fulfilling that, etc is, is upcoming. But where can people go to find out more about your work and, and these books and everything?
3: Yeah, so nice and easy, I've got um I've got a website, which is just Chris dot dot uk. Um so that's nice and easy. Uh, there's a, there's like a comic section on there which goes into various different projects that i've done um and yeah there's there's that that's probably the main place to go because there's links to like you know comiXology and like you know comic house and all sorts of other places on there nice um, and simple yeah 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 yeah, yeah it I means you know I, I got the domain name so i could have the an email address of chris at chrismole.co.uk and be super professional <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. yeah
0: that's the thing is like sometimes people have like three different websites for different i think with the with the whole big cartel as well sometimes they have a website and then there's a big cartel yeah. and then there's something
1: else isn't there yeah. shit because i bought chris mole writer as a website <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so i'll
3: jewel I'll uh, you for it i'll jewel you for it <laughs> i will jail you for it
2: that's a bit frustrating because i've got like a, a website for my like illustration and stuff work and i didn't realize that i'd set up a post box there so I opened it up the other day to see, oh, what the fuck's this about? And it was like a dozen messages in there, people trying to reach out and contact me. Oh I I like, know. It's Shit! Hear them,
1: ladies.
3: So the the, uh, the trick is, what you do is get it to redirect to your actual inbox. So are they all just yeah. going to my normal, my normal inbox? So I never miss anything. <laughs> I did. I just fucking didn't have my eye on the ball when I was doing that
2: day, and I just set it up just to go to that site, and uh, that's a massive oversight.
1: So I missed a load where someone wanted to deposit four million dollars in my account. <laughs>
3: I can resend only, you only, only had to you only had to send them hundred grand. You know, yeah get, no, yeah. think yeah? of the easy uh,
1: money, oh, you know. Just easy, yeah. A release fee. Yeah. And and those Russian wives who are waiting for my call, you oh. know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well they're uh, only
1: four miles from my house apparently. I can send you the emails again, Tony, don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we get loads
1: of them in the ACP email, I bet you Oh yeah. I bet you yeah, there's loads of that coming yeah. through, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um <laughs> But before we get on to the the final third of the show um do we have any shout outs this week gents? Yes do. I've got a couple. Oh do you cool. want to go first you, Dave? and you both sounded very serious when you said that so this is Very serious. Yes. Go on
1: Dave Come you on. go first.
2: I saw this pop up I think it was James Blondell mentioned this on uh, Kickstarter, saying me and Mike Garley might like the look of this comic. And I looked at it, and I did like it. And it's called Killer Bad, Issue 1. Killer Bad is a superhero horror comic told with 90s flair. Can the sick squad six survive a super slasher serial killer among them? Great. Well, done, the in there, there? well done. there, yeah. isn't Well done. Well done on the S's. Are. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they, if you go onto the Kickstarter page, they've – They've done like homages to uh, Friday the Thirteenth and ho- all these horror posters. There's obviously a nod to Liefeld characters here and various other tropes from the nineties. But uh, it looks interesting. So there's a superhero squad and one of them's uh, a serial killer. And
1: mystery. Play
0: out from
2: there. It's a mystery. Oh. Just what we should t- talk about on a show one time.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah. So go go check that one out. That looks great.
1: There you go, Tony? Um uh, I have had a I've had a quite an eventful week. I've been off this week, almost the week. And on Tuesday I had lunch with Christian and Laura Wild Goose, which is very nice.
0: Hey. Oh
3: yes. Yeah, great people.
1: Yeah. Chris has so actually well.
3: Chris has actually done a pin up for the, the most recent for the Brigantia Kickstarter and it's absolutely love his work.
1: He's great. Well I got I had a nice had a nice lunch with them, which went on for ages. Um we went to this, this like cafe near them, I won't give them that the name. Um, but their address is. No, I'm not going to say it. Um, the the, <laughs> the, 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 the it's, it's full of like ladies of a certain age, and I'm in there talking about oh, you've seen Hercules when he puts a cock in someone's eye, and I got a uh, one point one woman woman's head just flicked round and looked at me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. time we were in um, Betty's. You remember? Yeah, I said something, at the woman next to me did one of those <gasps> like that. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so I did that. That was very nice. Didn't, I got a didn't, you, didn't, didn't
3: use your inside voice.
1: Who no. no. doesn't <laughs> have an inside voice <laughs> What's that, yeah um, Yeah, so I got a page of Christian From Porcelain Which, and then on Wednesday I drove to near Swindon Not Swindon, because nobody goes there And met with Sarah Harris and Clifford Cumber Who I know you're pals with, Chris yes, um, And I gave him a belated birthday present Which was a page from Porcelain Of Chris, which was very nice And we had a brilliant lunch in and a place called, I think it's called Sally's Pussy, if anyone lives near Swindon. <laughs> That's the name of the restaurant. <laughs> That's true. Fight. That's true. It's not I'm making up. Please look it up. On map. <laughs> He's you telling know. the truth. <laughs> yeah. um, and, okay. and the waitress, the waitress who has served us found it served as funny because I kept accusing her of being Sally. Um, she <laughs> knew she, where that was going. Did she find it know. funny? She did. She says, No, oh, no, she kept laughing. Oh, it's not me, really. It's not me. No. I said, Oh, yeah. yeah. You know where this is going. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, I'm seeing Cliff again on Saturday. We're going to Gosh. So, if anyone's about in Gosh on Saturday afternoon, we shall be there. You'll you'll hear from a distance because Cliff will be there. Yeah, as well. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> we'll be kicking off and chowing yeah. each other. Lock L- the doors. Yeah. Uh, That's what we're yeah, saying yeah, to Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good see him, man. It's great to have him over. Well, great to see Sarah as well. And yeah. um, she pressed print on the um, driving under uh, Drawing Under the Influence, the uh, Drink and Draw anthology. She got pressed on that, which got a load of attention. It got loads of well for twitter do you know what i mean he got a lot of attention so i'm wondering whether we might need some more printed <laughs> this me. was i mentioned in the uh the 11 o'clock uh yes podcast that was where i was going with that yeah exactly thanks Dan. Yeah. so thanks to dat uh and vince and tony fleece who was in the place of jason this week um they gave us a lovely mention and a really lovely review really nice yeah i think i owe those dudes a drink excellent so i can't wait so to they... see it It looks great. yeah
2: they got a Tony and a Vince. They need to Dan too.
1: They do, don't they? Yeah, because I call no him. The, I call Vince our oh, Vince uh, when I was on their show. So he's he's their Vince, Vince I, B. What, yeah,
0: I, I'm just a piece of meat to you, aren't I? I'm just <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it's one of those ones where we thought it might be coming up, and you know, and but as soon as you're out driving, and you're like, oh fucking hell, you know, it's like that. It's like that moment yeah. in um the Big Lebowski, he's punching the roof of the car. You know, it's a bit like that. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> good stuff that's great it's a fantastic review i mean uh, yeah absolutely sold it it's...
1: yeah and alan purdy got a special mention for i mean there's loads as we heard last week there's loads of great people yeah. in it. i was chuffed to see alan got a mention because it's his first comic strip i know alan's been doing stuff hey. for years but just, awesome. it's never become a comic strip if you see what i mean and it's first one in there and it is really good i have to say really really good yeah
2: yeah there's there a mention about the back cover how me and john ottaway were the hardest ones to draw on it <laughs>
1: yeah that's yeah. a great back cover yeah. if you look yeah, at the brilliant. slack if you're on the slack um i'm I use my little square as my icon on there. From and Alan drew that as well. Alan did the back cover.
0: That's a fantastic cover. Yeah,
1: really yeah, like good. that.
0: Yeah. People won't yeah, recognise me on that back back cover.
1: You trimmed up a bit since then, haven't
0: you? Uh, different times. And you got your sunglasses on. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I've
1: got a beard. You got your GI Joe sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Which I'm gutted. I'm going to have to get a new pair because I why I I put I put them in my uh, my rucksack, my man bag. But you wear them outside the house. I wear them fucking everywhere because it's gangster isn't it <laughs> fucking everywhere that's the, whitest, that's the whitest thing I've ever heard
1: <laughs>
0: everywhere <laughs> I walk people go there he is and I'm like you're damn right and, and in all fairness they're really cool glasses but I've I, but um I've slightly scratched them so I'm a bit gutted
1: oh yeah, oh. yeah. it'll buff out well, well, Only, all... I probably won't but I like saying that phrase yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, why not we should all say it more often yeah
1: uh, <laughs> Vince, have
3: you got any shout-outs? Um, um, well, I mean, I, I was, I've was i been saving my shout-outs for the recommendations section, oh, so I can, right, I can do the uh, I
1: tell you what, what a
0: wonderful segue that is. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That? It's almost like it, it makes sense, this show. It never does. <laughs> does but, it? We're, but we're going to recommend some comics now, and we've all got some interesting ones. I'm interested to see what Dan's going to pick as well, because we, we did have a chat before the show. But... As always, the guest goes first to recommend something for you lovely people to go forth and check out. Chris, you ledge, what would you like to recommend?
3: Sure. Um so I mean i can'll I'll start off with a, i've I've got some some other recommendations as well because I feel like I want to be I want to push the envelope a little bit, but we'll start Ooh. off on comics. Ooh. Ooh. Um, okay. so recently, I read Double Walker um on Comixology, which is by Michael Conrad and Noah Bailey um, and it's um basically it's kind of a sort of second thing they've done together. they did, they did something called Tremorhoes together as well. And it's just this, it's this really fucking horror, like grim kind of folk horror sort of tale uh, set in the Scottish Highlands. Um, and it's, it's really, it's really unsettling to read. I basically, I, I sat down with it, I had a nice little, nice glass of Scottish whiskey. Um, and was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get nicely buzzed while I read some horror. And uh, It's just fucking, it's just fantastic. <laughs> but there's, there's a, uh, there's enough sort of, there's enough reality in there to make the horror like hit a lot deeper. Because the whole thing is, you know, it's it's quite a tragic story as well, and there's enough in there that sort of because I I know like I know Michael a little bit, I know that like he he went on holiday to Scotland and like so some of the places in the comic are places that he went, you know, it was obviously went there and was like was inspired enough by them to to put them in the comic,
4: yeah.
3: Um, so there's enough kind of little shards of reality that you sort of grasp onto, that just kind of make the horror hit that much harder um so yeah definitely recommend it if you want something Love that's that like cover.
0: i just looked it up on comixology and it, it's yeah it's, it's great such a beautiful cover.
3: taylor um taylor esposito i think did the lettering as well yeah um so yeah yeah it's fantastic it's only like i think it's only like six quid or something yeah. on Comicsology. um but yeah really really good really good Ooh, um definitely so nice yeah
0: um anything else yeah
3: i mean i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna do quickfire so i'm gonna great recommend fair. you an album um, wow. because this is literally like I'm, I'm taking the opportunity while I'm on here um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's literally it's it's like my favourite album ever of any band ever and it will it is number one it will never be toppled um, and you probably I imagine you've probably not heard of them there's a band called The Ocean no. um, and they're a kind of German sort of progressive metal band I think I've um, heard of them but like basically they've just they're fucking amazing like they the most recent album is just incredible but this this the album that I want to recommend is called Pelagio um, so the whole thing is like the, the concept of it essentially is like a journey down through the layers of the ocean so each, all the tracks are named after different oh like God. depths. Um, it's already inspired me to write a comic because I wrote one for Aces Weekly called Hadopologic Hado which is like a, lev- a layer of the ocean which is like a really deep layer so I was, you know, I was like this is like I'm, I'm feeling this music I'm going to write a comic about horrible you know Lovecraftian monstrosities in the deep um, and Neil McClements did the art for that for Aces Weekly so yeah it's just it's just a fucking great album I would recommend it. Oh
0: love me an album I've... that inspires making a comic mm, i've got that yeah. ready to go here i want to listen to that bit after the show <laughs> oh, nice that's <laughs> great there's a lot of
3: there's a lot of it's not just like pure metal there's a lot of like light and shade to it so it's just it's just i i can listen to that nonstop. Ooh, yeah
0: right, that's my listening to nice my, time. Sorted. and quickfire do you have anything else
3: one other one which Take you should already know about it's got a tv show called i think you should leave are you, yeah, are, yeah. You fami- are you familiar yeah, with it? Yeah, no, I
1: am a I'm into that,
3: yeah. Fucking love that show. But, like, it's, the, it's this weird show that, like, I love it, my partner hates it, and we'll, if I ever, like, <laughs> reference memes from it, will just give me a death glare. Because, like, you know, I'll just I'll just be like, hey, he's a piece of piece of shit, he's a huge piece of shit. You know, slick back hair, white teeth. I'll just start going into the sketches, and they're just like, I fucking shut up. Um, <laughs> but it's just fantastic. It's this weird, offbeat, bizarre comedy show that... I find hilarious, and I think it's very Marmite, whether you like it or not.
1: I like the okay. one where he's he's in the house, and it's almost like he's having a bad dream, and two plumbers turn up, and they lock <laughs> themselves into the bathroom, but it turns out that the hole in his toilet is too small.
3: The turbo team, yeah. Fucking it mental and it's, but it's all framed as like this lawyer who's like has this ever happened to you call me I can help yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> good. and there was Coffin Flop the first episode of the second season is this guy who's like you know talking about he's, he's like oh they're gonna they want to take this TV channel off your cable box you know they're saying our show our show Coffin Flops isn't a real show yeah, it's just footage of people falling out of coffins at funerals <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps getting like escalating, getting weirder and weirder until he's like you know
1: I, I watched that. Do you remember, guys? When I was in hospital with pneumonia and I was a bit yeah. off my nut, I watched oh, that then. Oh my oh god! Fucking hell.
3: <laughs> like there's one, there's a sketch that just became this huge political meme where there's a guy dressed in a hot dog costume and he's like, he's driven. There's a hot dog car that's been driven into a shop and like they're all trying, to they're all like, you know, looking around and he's like, we're all just trying to find out who did this and like it's clearly him. it's become this <laughs> politics meme. But you know, when when some like someone who's who is doing something terrible is like, we're just trying to find out who's responsible for this. <laughs> Like it's you. That's who it is. <laughs> so, great show. Oh. Recommended if you like weird humour. Oh, well,
0: oh that sounds if, you great. Listen, yeah. if you're listening to this, you probably like weird humour. Um <laughs> Um Dan, what have you got for us this week?
2: Uh I'm kind of really bit uh
0: but you 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 may not you don't we don't necessarily want to it's not really yeah, I, it? so... I
2: backed a a comic off of uh Indiegogo, and I thought, "Oh, this looks great! Really, my cup of tea." uh The art in it is really lovely. The design, layout, everything is just absolutely top notch. But I read the comic through, and then you ever seen that meme when it's like, "What the fuck am I reading?" I just, <laughs> yeah, just, no. just nothing. I just got absolutely nothing. I just, I just didn't. It, none of it went in, and I felt like of cool.
3: it. It like, Yeah, like I will
2: mm. try again tomorrow. I try again, and I read it again, and I was like, "No, it's just nothing. It's just." It's just a comic where things are said and stuff happens, but it's just oh god. We're not going to
0: name name the the issue, but but but, you know, speaking of issues, I think that is a relevant issue when it comes to when you back Kickstarters and stuff, because obviously with with these online campaigns, most of the time we're sold on if you don't know the creators already, of course, but most of the time we're sold on the look of it. You know, if it, yeah. if, it, if yeah. it can entice us, that's to, the only way to do it. Isn't it? Yeah, to, yeah, to read it, um, and certainly we probably all have you know, maybe placed on a digital, hopefully on a digital PDF. Oh, there's a number oh. of
1: people I've emailed saying they owe me £4.55. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a specific number and a specific creator <laughs> might know <laughs> what, that, <laughs> what that is. The
2: problem with this this one was, like, it sh- obviously you showed a lot, of the, it had a lot of the interior art, which, like, mm. it's very anime manga inspired, really action packed, black and white. I was like, oh, this is great. And the, the kind of story synopsis, oh, that sounds really great. But just the way it's told, it's just it's very bizarre. Like, there's a lot of the sort of the conventions of introducing your hero and setting up what they want and what they're doing and then halfway through the story jumps ahead a, a long way into the future where kind of the hero's already done what i think they're trying to do and i, I just I was utterly confused I, It yeah. just didn't yeah didn't get it but
3: mm. i think there's obviously there's always like you want to make sure the story synopsis like have having a bunch of kickstarter campaigns as i'm sure we all have you want to make sure the story synopsis does kind of cover everything, not everything that's yeah. going to happen, but like yeah. is, a, is an accurate representation of what's in your comic, you know? Like if I'd if i been like, oh, it. it's all set in the Iron Age, nothing happens in the, in the modern day, nothing whatsoever, and then for, two pages in, oh, she's in modern London in the now, she would have gone, this isn't what I wanted, what the fuck, you know? Also, yeah, like
2: exactly. as an artist, if I was working on someone's script, I would say, I don't, I don't get this, I don't understand it, I, I, can you explain it to me? Like, not try to be condescending, but if I'm going to spend. A large proportion of my time, portion of my time drawing your comic, I want to understand what the fuck's going on. And if I don't, and I'm drawing yeah. it, the, the reader won't. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I'd probably just knock it on the head, to be honest. If I couldn't even get it from the script,
1: mm. but, but that's well, That's the problem we play with stuff like Diamond, don't we? Is we're we're taking a bit on a cover, you know,
3: yeah. Often, you know, I mean, every time you get if... what a cover and like a brief synopsis, and that's about yeah, it. yeah,
1: five lines. Yeah, and we don't always see the interior stuff, do we? You know, it's the the thing the pre-order system there's this weird pre-order system that we seem to have fallen into forever you know
3: yeah Yeah. i mean it's a topic for another time but i have i have a whole bunch of issues with how that system works you know we're not going to go into it now
2: i don't think but yeah yeah for me in comics with a lot of stuff like i'll see an image and a little bit of blurb and i'll project onto it what i think it'd be because obviously a bit of a creator and you think oh it could be like this and it'd be like that and then when you actually get it it's none of those things and it's disappointing and yeah uh, well,
0: yeah. uh, okay. my my recommendation this week is one for English comics, and this is I, I don't know I just took a punt on this, um, and it's um, written by Scotty Young, art uh, by Jorge Corona. Have I got that right? right. I think I've got that right. Um, mm. they um, and it's a new book called The Me You Love in the Dark. This is issue one. I did not. Sounds read, dirty. I did not read. It. <laughs> yeah, I see why you bought that. I, no, no, right. And <laughs> no. That's why. That's why I fear mentioning it in my re- recommendation every week on this show. <laughs> um, I I didn't read the synopsis for the for this. Uh, this was literally um, partly because it was a, it was a bit of a sort of dry week for me in terms of like comic releases. There wasn't much.
1: And comicology gives away too much. We've said this before, haven't we? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So and I just um, I think this is one of my short short lists for cover of the week, I think. And the name Scotty Young as well. That sort of I was interested because he's just the writer on this.
1: Yeah. Um. Um. He's too busy counting his money.
0: Yeah, Scot- Scotty Young and uh, and Jorge Corona, they did um the series Middle West.
1: Have you heard about that one? I've heard. Yeah,
0: of yeah I don't think yeah. I read it, but I heard of yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Um,
3: I think Nate. I think Nate Peacos lettered that one. I think. Yeah, I yeah.
0: Well. I th- I, and uh, lettered this as well. Okay. Cool. Um, and this is a ghost book, and art, an, an artist named Roe retreats from the grind of the city to an old house in a small town to find solace and inspiration, without realizing the muse within is not what she expected. Um, now, as an issue, it's the, it's thirty-one pages. It's a lovely looking book. It's beautiful. The pacing very much feels like um the first 10 minutes of a pilot episode of something it does move at, at quite a pace there's not not much in, in terms of words but it is about this this artist who as it says like moves into the a, a spooky um, old house you's got that sort of Stephen King vibe you know I want to be I, I'll, a place of isolation where I can create and she's gone there and she's looking at a blank canvas this is I mean, the blank canvas pages was something that I think me and a lot of other artists as well (laughs) can relate to. That is just trying to put anything down and just going, this is shit. Nothing's working. Why can't, you know, why does none of this work? Um, And then as it goes on, um, she plays like a bit of vinyl. And there's a lovely um, sort of graphical motif that goes through um, the book. Where like when she puts the needle to the to the record, it creates this um, white. It's almost like a a painterly like effect. The flow of the music that goes through. It doesn't. It's interesting because it it doesn't have any musical notes. There's no there's no lyrics or anything. It is an effect. Almost it almost looks like smoke as it passes through. But it really gives the effect of. You know when you have music on in the back in the background and it does sort of flow around you and and affect you and things and I'm sure there's details within this um, sort of effect that are probably hints to stuff that's going to come later. Um, as a, as a first issue, um, there's not too much meat on the bones in terms of story. I mean I'm going to continue because I want to, it, it ends on a sort of like ah now it's beginning in the classic. It's a ghost story. So you know, there's going to be the point when the the haunting makes its presence known, Um, but it it doesn't feel like a sort of um, when when I say haunting, it doesn't feel like a fucking shining or something horrific. (laughs) You know, we're not talking Lovecraftian. This feels a little bit more Mr. Jamesy in in a lot of ways. Um, for me, it was interesting to read Scotty Young's just pure writing because I've read a lot of his stuff. That obviously he's written "I Hate Fairyland" and obviously stuff like that where he's he's written and drawn for himself, hasn't he? So, um, and to to read this tale, and I haven't read Middle West, but um, I've I've heard decent things about it, but I haven't read any of that, so I don't know what that's about. But this appeals to me in that sort of if you like the haunting of Hill House, if you like ghost um, stories, haunted house stories especially i think with that extra vibe of a creative person trying to create in around a, a sort of haunting haunted scenario it ticks all the boxes um the first issue there may be some people that sort of said well not much happens in the first issue because this is a first issue that's more about the build of atmosphere um in the way that like you know the first like, 15 minutes of a movie can be or the, or the first episode of a tv series or you know the first few chapters of a book so, um, but I think it does exactly what it says on the tin, um, and it looks go- gorgeous as well. I'm very intrigued to see what this was. So, it's, it's it seems like the house is a character, and I'm. I'm it it forward, sounds. It
3: sounds pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm looking forward mm. to see how it develops, as, as well as how music is a thing, because that seems to be a definite motif. So, there's obviously not a, an easy thing
1: to pull off in comics, is it? Music yeah. as well, you know. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, there is that. I mean, if you go to the comicsology page. Um, you know they they show you like um, the future sort of issues, the next couple of issues, um, and if you see the cover of issue three, it does have that. You you see the sort of effect I'm I'm talking about um, on on the cover of issue issue three. Don't read the synopsis if you if you click on the link or whatever, um, because I think a story like this benefits from not knowing anything and and discovering it. Okay. So yeah, the me you love in the dark. I love that title as well. They're, they're, I think mm. I think it feels very much like a ghost story title. Yeah. Like, like long
3: title, long, t- long titles are a thing now. Yeah,
0: back. yeah. It's, especially if you like, oh, the Netflix original. Oh, I lived in a well, and now you see me now. Uh, was, <laughs> and you just think, what the fuck <laughs> is this? That not was what that, happened that... to you, is it? Because
1: so I know no. you live in the country. Now, yeah, has it yeah, happened yeah, to you? Yeah, but... no, I fell down a well, <laughs> but they got me out. <laughs> okay.
3: What was that? Um, there was that sci-fi series that was called something like "They Only Find Us When We're Dead." And I was like, "That's a great title." Yeah. It's just like <laughs> there's a lot of words on that title, and I, I I would have a nightmare trying to fit that onto a cover.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I go back to the I go back to the best title of a movie ever: "Shit, piss, fuck, three You know what I mean and that's oh, oh, you oh, have you watched the third one now? Well, the third one's much better than the second yeah, one. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's what yeah, it says in the, t- the uh, yeah yeah. So you get a story in the title, you, you yeah. know what you're getting, you know. Yeah.
0: That's building up to be the next Fast and the Furious franchise. That is.
1: I'd put shit at the end. <laughs> just fuck shit. Well, as as that's we always do, as we all yeah. do. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so that that's right. Tony, take us home.
1: I've got two. Don't worry about it. will be quick. I have to give a a, a moment's shout-out to Patrick Sparrow from a few weeks ago, our guest from a few weeks ago, because he's Mm -hmm. done – go to his Instagram and look. He's done a brilliant ram-man. Now, following on from Fisto talk that we had last week – He's done uh, Ram Man. You a fucking changed, Tony. Where did all this fucking <laughs> He-Man talk? I, I've never seen <laughs> He-Man in my life. I've never seen it. There, there Jokes go. on you, Vince. I mean, this is now
3: this is now a He-Man podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah, We're just following the uh, Disasters the popularity, of the mate.
3: universe. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get Kevin Smith on next week to have a cry. <laughs> okay, so uh, four-fisted tales, animals in combat. This is. Um, do you remember we talked about it before? Because Atlas at War was the um, art restoration project that Alan um alan harvey did do you remember and it's for the same people dead reckoning dead reckoning um emailed me through my website the other day um and they're an interesting company in that their um their care of the address is care of the u.s naval institute a non-profit organization that's a hell of a title for a publisher maybe a bit frightened but you know um so i did actually give pause before i read this because as a lifelong vegetarian you know that i can't watch That's the reason I haven't watched those John Wick movies because I don't want to watch a dog die. You know, I can't do it, you know, but anyway. It doesn't
0: doesn't happen in every film, but I get it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah so um you gotta watch the first one don't you? come on where you can't just jump in at number two what am i a weirdo i feel like, the, I feel yeah. like
3: you, what you could do is you could probably just skip the first 25 minutes of it because well, all like all you need is the context of john wick's gonna go and fuck some people up that's all you've got need. the
1: ocdness of a comic collector i find oh, that's ah, hard. Yeah, I, I might yeah, yeah. try it on your advice there chris just the, fast um, forward through
3: that bit <laughs> okay
1: fine good with my eyes closed so created by <laughs> ben tal um it's it's a reasonable price actually it's only 17.91 that's a weird price, isn't it? Seventeen pounds ninety-one pence on Amazon, um, and it's exactly what you get on the on the cover. Really, it goes through. It's separated by different chapters, um, and it goes through the how how animals acted in war. It goes all the way from I don't know if you know this, but glowworms were used in the First World War as sort of lights, so that the enemy couldn't see them. Um, so so that they could, that. yeah. I mean, yeah. in little jars and stuff like this, and it goes all the way back to the American Civil War. And there's a story about the first ever dog was who was exchanged for a soldier. It's quite a funny story because you have got this like right trappy soldier who's going, oh yeah, I'll probably be exchanged for some war hero because I'm well sort of, and he gets swapped for a dog, and that's quite a <laughs> cool one. We get a little history of you're like Get a little history of cats on ships. That's quite a cool one. Um, one cat survived by sitting on the helmet of a soldier as he swam to safety. And that's quite a cool <laughs> image. Um, there's a really interesting chapter on the use, the covert use of the U.S. Navy using dolphins. Um, and there was a big—I don't even know this—but there was actually a trial where they um they discussed whether or not they used them, and they mostly denied it. You know, but the truth is they probably did. Um, yeah, it's um. It was 2008. I'm sure they used like mind slipping
3: dogs in World War One and World War Two, didn't they? Like they yeah, had dogs go and yeah. slip out mines. So yeah, rats. It's very dangerous it's for great. the dogs. I'm not a fan of that.
1: Yeah, me mm. neither. Rats are very good at sniffing <laughs> out mines. Apparently, 2008, a penguin called Nils Olaf was awarded a knighthood in Norway. That's pretty cool. Wait, I'm not sure up. Yeah, why? A second pretty name. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah, penguins have all got second <laughs> names. Don't be weird. Um, the, <laughs> sorry,
0: um... I didn't mean to be penguinist. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. What check was a brown bear? who defended Polish, boy, Polish yes yeah who uh, defended sleeping Polish troops in World War 2 and was awarded the rank of private in the Polish army
3: yeah he joined um, he joined this unit they they found this bear i, I know about this one they raised this right. bear and he like joined the unit and like you know was helping carry ammo boxes and stuff cuz it's yeah, great
1: That's awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. um the art's really nice actually it's got that quality of somebody like um maybe Kelly Williams maybe something oh, along nice. those lines Hmm. um maybe uh, albert montoya who did the recent slaughterhouse five book um it's got a sort of cartoony with a a one color one color wash over the top of it um you know the way they did the famously um, darwin cook did in parker it's that sort of technique you know what i mean um really nice It's, it's, it's actually a sort of quite actually quite touching at moments you know it's quite it is there's, there's a bit of emotion shown in it about these animals, and I'm a sucker for animals, so I can't yeah. watch Marley and me. Do you know what I mean? It will kill me. Um, but um, Ben Talley's won four. He's had four eyes. Oh, he's not one. He's had four eyes in the nominations. He lives in Columbus and is a professor at the Columbus College of Art and Design. Um, he's done some stuff with Oni and some other some young, yeah, young reader graphic novels and stuff like this. And um, it comes out on the 20th, I think it is. Um, the 30th. Sorry, the 30th of August. It comes out in the UK. It's really nice again a nice hardback book which is only you know less than 18 quid mm. um really good stuff it's
0: called
1: easy easy it's called four fisted Tales: animals in combat um back to the fisted but yeah four fisted Tales. love it the navy are going to listen to this they're going to pump me down but uh <laughs> yeah highly recommended as was the book that alan worked on um, atlas of war as well which is beautifully done like some some of the, the art in there man kirby and all that like you know brilliant stuff yeah they they put out some really interesting books you know it's and it's a non-profit so i guess there's a sort of charity thing going on there as well nice. and the second one so i got sent that one and the second i was going to just do that one today and then i got through the post on a, an utterly impulse buy a book that arrived today called hokusai a graphic biography um, published uh, by Lawrence I'm, King I'm... Publishing. Yeah, um, written by Francesco Matuzzi, art by Giuseppe Latanza, and translated by Edward Fortez. Um, it's he is the artist of Under the Great Wave of Kanagara. So you know that famous Japanese piece of art of the wave and the boats. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just I mean, I'm
3: hating myself slightly. Like I'm, I'm looking at, at three hockey side prints right now because I have what is my desktop wallpaper and I have two on the wall right next to me. So right hockey side is it's my shit. He's yeah, it's is amazing isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah
1: and um consider kind of like the father of Mon- manga as well you know he really is yeah. um yeah the hockey Sai manga yeah it's the first the first sort of
3: serialized man- manga thing they did yeah
1: yeah and it, all different areas of it and uh, I'll, I'll mention a couple as we go along so I was born in 1760 in edo um now tokyo um where the it wasn't the capital at the time but the shogun had a home there um and this book goes through the hardships that he had growing up and it's a bit i suppose in a way manga artists are kind of treated like this as well they you know they really put to work aren't they you know they've got to do thousands of hours of drawing before they can consider, consider to be competent yeah. and he he has that career that we almost hear about with um golden age artists and silver age comics artists you know where he he was at one studio and he fell out and he moved to another studio and then he tried to go his on his own way and then he fell on poor times and ended up having like a market stall and selling fruit and veg at the stall you know and then someone recognizing him as being this great artist and and um and he gets um he get he does what was described as he struck out on his own and began satirical pamphlets and postcards and um i thought oh he's a small press and he it's just like a small place <laughs> yeah, oh, in yeah, Edo, yeah. japan you know there's, there's a bit of that going on um at 44 he took the ta- at 44 years old which for that period i suppose was you know a lot older than it is now he mm-hmm. to, to draw a portrait of the founder of zen buddhism uh bodhidharma and it was um this huge piece that he drew with a number of brushes you know like brooms um and buckets of paint and it's 200 square meters in size imagine <laughs> this thing he drew imagine trying to keep your eye on you know all the things you need to do drawing something—it's difficult. Was like for Neil
3: Buchanan, a, a um, there's a there's a there's a British artist I think called John Martin who uh, who does these huge like wall-sized canvases of like apocalyptic destruction. And I I walked into a, a, an art gallery in town just at, years ago, just like oh, what if there's anything on? I was like holy shit, these John Martin there's a John Martin exhibition, and that's like I have no idea how you ca- how you paint that because you've got to get really close to paint it, and somehow you're still doing everything, and it's that intricately detailed
1: you, you, know, you can you see it from the other side it of the works room. yeah yeah yeah. yeah that's the thing is there's a beautiful double page spread of that this this book's kind of a combination of um, not it's not super packed with panels and it uses an awful lot of double page spreads but they're so so nicely drawn and the, the, there's a, a really lovely use of color that is kind of modern but also kind of in line with the Edo period art coloring that we see you know yeah. you know on on, on piece of art it's, it's very good um he, he he was invited along to the palace to do um, to compete uh, under a pseudonym. He, so he did a, a picture there under a pseudonym. He also worked on a series of erotic art. So it's almost like a Wally Wood, you know, character. Where he's yeah. you know he's got that sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. Um, Tijuana Bible side to him. You know, it's a little bit like he kind on.
3: of like he kind of invented like hentai, you know, like Japanese. Yeah, oh, erotic we did. Art. Like- There's the, there's, the, there's a really famous one of the uh, the fisherman's wife dreams or something where it's like a, a like a lady lying down and there's an octopus and you know getting up on her. <laughs>
1: yeah I, I, I was showing that that was the one I showed you boys just before we came yeah, on yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah yeah it's it was. good yeah um in at the age of 66 he created 63 views of, of mount fuji um, which is like a collection and the first one is is the wave you know it's this wave that this wave famous wave yeah. picture um and as an old man he still suffered financial issues so same as kirby same as um dicko you know these sort of characters mm. um and he 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 kind of had to move to another town because he, I think he'd lent money to his nephew or something like that and people were hunting him down. And he died. Um, he didn't die early, but you know he's was, he was a good age. But it was only then that these are the, they quote a number of the artists who spoke about him as influences. And, you know, so who's who? It's Renoir, Monet, Degas and Van Gogh all said, you know yeah. huge influence on incredible you know
3: van, van gogh did a, van gogh definitely did a couple of paintings that were direct like there were intentional um kind of cover versions of i don't know if it's hokusai but i think it's hiroshige was another another artist of uh, that sort of time and there's some right. there's some prints that hiroshige did and van gogh just did the same same layout yeah, same everything but did it in his
1: style there's an interesting yeah. quote oh, yeah. from Van Gogh. I, while I'm talking, I'll try and find the page of it because yeah. I think he kind of almost says, "You know, it's it's more than an influence." Um,
4: yeah. I he says, I like, I In mean,
1: some ways, all of my work is based on Japanese art. Vincent Van Gogh. It's, it's something he said. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. The. Um, it also claims that Impressionism would not have been the same if it had not been for his work being discovered in France and in Paris especially. You know, it's interesting. It's about 120 pages. Um, it is Western formatted, so it reads in a Western way. Um, created, as I say, created with loads of double-page spreads just, uh, just to use there to illuminate the scenery and the art that it's recreating of this artist, if you see what I mean. Hmm. Um, is, it, um, is it like a recent release, that? Yeah, like very recent. Yeah, because I was, yeah, like was
3: going to say, because I went, I went to, there was an exhibition down in London, uh, like a hockey Hokusai exhibition, which I was like, I'm going to London for that. Well, I, I kind of, I, tie, I, I tied it in with something. Else. I was going down to get a, a big Japanese sleeve tattoo, like a half sleeve. So I was like, yeah, I'll get that done and I'll go and see some Japanese art at the same time. So yeah, like Hokusai, it's absolutely, I feel like if I'd seen that book, I would have been like, I need
1: this right now. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. It's um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not, it's about, it's a hardback, but it's a it's slightly bigger than American comic book size. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Yes. Um, it's, it's made by a company I haven't, I haven't really seen. Lawrence King Publishing, I've not, not really seen much by them before. Um, and it's only, I showed it to you guys earlier, it's only fourteen ninety nine. dollars
0: 99 And nice. it says that the Get first out. edition came out in 1st uh, of April this year.
1: There you go. Yeah. I knew it was 2021, but yeah, pretty recent. Um
0: good for anniversary present.
1: There you go. <laughs> go larger, my friend. Come on. Well, right, there's,
3: uh, I've Are got you? an amazing, an amazing book upstairs, which is by a company called Tashin, who do these massive, like, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of coffee table yeah. books, but there's, it's a Hiroshige one, but it's like, it's bound like a Japanese binding, and it's like, it's this huge fold-out thing of, it's just like a whole collection of prints that he did, but it's all done in this beautiful, the whole, like, reading that is like a kind of, like a spiritual experience, because it's yeah. just beautifully feeling paper, it's like silky, the paper is done like Japanese paper, and everything's yeah, you know, it's yeah but that that was that was expensive but also on sale so
1: yeah i went um, to the you know. uh i went to the Taschen book in la bookshop in la once and they mm. have gloves that you have to put on before you handle some of the books oh
4: yes, right. yeah it's incredible place right. you know we like really?
1: page turner things yeah yeah, yeah it's right. quite a place There's some amazing stuff mm. yeah the dc book they did the one that if you read it it makes you look like an infant it's so big <laughs> know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
3: there's one that paul levitt sort of did it's not too That's big right. it's like a little it's all, the, the cover's really like gold and shiny gold
1: uh, it comes with like a case it actually comes with a cardboard oh, case like a suitcase one. yeah okay yeah. yeah um so only 40.99 so yeah go for that it's um nice. it's really really good i really enjoyed it it's a, to be fair it's, i read it on a sunday afternoon and um i thought i've got to talk about this because it's just like a nice sunday afternoon book you know
2: yeah i think i might have yeah. to get myself this because this sounds great too
1: yeah, yeah yeah good stuff
3: yeah, it's, it's fascinating for me that like like the thing about the Great Wave, like the Great Wave was the sort of the big piece that everybody kind of picked up on from that that mm. series of the views of Mount Fuji, and that's the that, that's the iconic image that everybody associates with hockey side. And like the fact that he didn't do that till he was sixty-six, like in his oh, yeah. nearly in his seventies. As part it's of the series, of a, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's kind of it, I, I find that quite encouraging in terms of it's like the thing with you know Jack Kirby didn't didn't do Fantastic Four until he was like forty-four or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, there's always this, there's always this. That's okay to until feel like, fifty-four.
1: Um, this yeah, there's
3: like, well, there's, there's all that. People are like, oh, you know, if you've not made it, if you haven't made it by the time you're like twenty-five, you know, don't just give up, don't try. And it's like, no, you you can be. You can be in your sixties. Yeah. Ideally, I'd like you know, ideally you want to make it before you die. But you know, one, you one day there'll be, there'll be
0: there'll um, There'll be um, sort of autobiographies or biographies about us telling us uh, <laughs> talking about how we didn't make it and when we did make it, we were all dead. Or <laughs> <laughs> <Well, laughs> they wish we were. They'll appreciate <laughs> us when we're gone. <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Literally, like my my entire impetus from making stuff, at least in part, is because I want to I want to have leave some kind of record behind, so that when I'm dead, like can, people can be like, "Look, this is stuff that this guy made." Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But we won't be able to profit from it. Bastards. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but as always, there's some great books and stuff to check out. There, lots of stuff to add to add to the wish list. We will, of course, put lots of links in the show notes, as always and thank you uh for listening to us if there was anything about this week that you want to talk to us more about or if, there, if there's any events coming up or any initiatives or any kind of stuff that you want oh, more people to know um, about
3: small press day is next weekend 14th of august uh, um, oh. i don't know if this show will come out in time for that but uh, yeah, small yeah, press oh, day, yeah yeah that's it's...
1: more i'm a friend yeah oh cool yeah well so, yeah, today press Day, 14th of August.
0: Yeah. Um, there you go. Small press day. See, that's how on the button we are with the news. We get the guests <laughs> to go and give it to us. Um, but if the, if the guests aren't here, then you can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at theawesomepod, where we'll be um, tweeting, retweeting, sharing the love for all things comics and just general positivity. If you do the book of faces, go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. Join the community group Awesome Comics Talk on Facebook. Um, because there's a great community of people on there and uh, yeah, we want to see people getting involved and talking about comics and, and just making comics, reading comics just without any hard selling or any of that nonsense. Um, there's also a Slack uh, chat that we have if yep. you want to know how to be involved in that because there's a wonderful community of people on there. So get in touch with us and we'll give you I'll the details. I'll
2: the uh, June draw off this week. Oh, Good. Look at that, eh? I'm in
1: that. I'm going in for it
2: yeah
1: Very good yeah cts
2: what you get well it depends what character you're given yeah. yeah
1: yeah not a lady i'm not very good at drawing ladies I, I'm,
0: gonna, I'm gonna that's why it's gotta be a lady got to got to push yourself tony um, doesn't have to be a whole lady oh god no. thank <laughs> you for just her face thank you yeah. for listening to us whether well, it's on the website awesome if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review it Really does help get the word out about the show. More people listen to it, more people discover all the comics we talk about on a weekly basis and all the fascinating, fascinating chat that we have on a weekly basis when we're not just trying to make each other laugh with a name I don't know what you mean. I'll we'll talk but... about Fisto. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always time for Fisto. No, hang on.
1: Yeah. Oh, hang on. Fisto time later.
0: Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. If you listen to us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, PodNose, PodKnife, what other networks are you on, Tony?
1: It's uh is we're on pod, it's in the sink. Oh <laughs>
0: I'm yeah. no, I'm not going we're not gonna go into detail about that. But however we if you gonna, know, you know. if if we are gonna go we are gonna go into detail as in where people can find us. Tony, where can people find us? Um uh, Patreon
1: patreon.com forward slash tribute press. There you go.
0: Dan.
2: You find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, can you, we can read vanguard at vanguardcomic.com.
0: Cool, you sound like and, you were walking out of the room as you were saying it then.
2: No, sorry, I had to let one of the cats in, she was clawing up the
0: carpet,
1: as nice. I want to do. Tony, Tony, don't <laughs> make Not it
0: euphemism. Yeah, don't make it dirty, Tony.
1: <laughs> Never do. Um,
0: yeah. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jester Diablo. And Chris, thank you very much again for joining us this week. It's been it's oh, been that's... nice to talk about like some process in writing comics and it's definitely um, giving me plenty to think about when I attempt to write. <laughs> but um, where can people find you and your
1: work?
3: Uh, so my website, just chrismall.co.uk. Um, I'm on Twitter at Manju, That's M-A-N-J-I. Um, and yeah, I should probably get that changed to something more, you know, more on brand, but, you know, so it. Why would you change <laughs> just it just to search, the words just more just on brand? Yeah. Do
0: you reckon there's a I Twitter account yeah. called yeah. more on brand? They
1: must have Yeah. You can find um, me at chrismolewriter.com
3: <laughs> I feel like, again, he's, trying to, he's trying to take my entire Yeah, that's he uh, yeah, does yeah.
0: Every guest we have, he, he tries to steal their identity um, So I'm just going to say this, change your pin Thank you very much for listening everyone It's been a fun one, wherever you are in the world we hope you're happy, healthy, doing okay um, reading lots of comics just being creative and genuinely we love you I'm not going to ask Tony because he'll, 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 you say you don't, do you, Tony?
1: I don't love them. No. It's not. It's not me. It's them. Oh,
0: right. Okay. Well, at least we've been clear about it. Um, yeah. Where's the rest of us? Love you all very much. Sorry, I'm, no. I'm making that judgment for you, guys. Guys, do you love them? Yeah, yeah I, I guess bo- so. Bo- oh, I,
1: <laughs> I guess so. That's not proper love. Which... <laughs> yeah. I really love you in a Maybe, way. Maybe, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I could tell he means every single insincere <laughs> yeah. word so go forth have a brilliant week really glad I'm to off to work now. yeah love you uh,
1: yeah love you too
0: yeah, love you. <laughs> do you love me too in a way yeah yeah, um, yeah
1: sure. <laughs> I think a lot of you yeah mm. you're alright cruising,
0: bru- cruising for a bruising there <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: thank you very much for listening from Dan Tony Chris and myself have a great week and as always what should they all go and do? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Oh. Chris. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Yes. Yay. <laughs> I Yay. I how to join in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.
4: See ya.
2: I did used to record it on the uh, Apple iPhone, like just the ear, earbuds for that. Yeah,
0: me. Did? What you yeah. were just you were just sat there on your iPhone. Yeah, yeah when it was when we first really, you Remember,
1: you went he went for a poo that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was actually a wee. A wee. And... A wee. <laughs> just put
3: it on
2: no, thanks
1: here. for
3: the uh, thanks for
0: clarifying.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want that. You know, it's impossible. I it's medically impossible to do both at the same time, as well as we all know. We've examined that question.
0: What really is it? Do a though? wee and a poo. Is it though?
1: Well could... you have got issues if they both come out at the same time they reckon there's a muscular issue don't they
0: But if you it, but you can vomit and have diarrhea at the same time can't Yeah you? that's
1: fine you can do that one Yeah I yeah. feel like I
3: feel like I have been Ill, once, Ill enough once before that I did in fact wee and poo at the same time so, <laughs> Yeah I mean I'm I not mean, I'm, I'm not
1: saying that's that's anecdotal yeah. but you can do you can do a sex wee and do a poo at the same time as we've all proved w- What do
0: you mean What do you mean I've never
1: I never tried that one out T <laughs> No so, No
0: Tony, you've gone a bit quiet, is there?
1: Have
0: I? Well, you know, it's almost like you you made the statement and then realised that you made the statement.
1: I don't need to, it's there, isn't it? It's out there now, like (laughs) like the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) Well, this isn't going in the show, or is it? You You never know with the outtakes.